Hey, 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 everybody. We're back. We're back. We told you we'd be back. Well, not really, but we are. But guess who's back? Back again. It's not Slim Shady. It's Cult Following. After a brief hiatus, we have returned from the further reaches of exploration. Angels to some, demons to others. We are the Phoenix area, the Phoenix, Arizona area's leading podcast on film criticism, discussion, and general chicanery. I'm one of your four hosts for this occasion, Victor Moreno, along with Joshua T. Ruth. Oh, bitch. Kirby Nelson. <laughs> and Jasperino. I'm back. <laughs> Join us as we discuss films here online, on iTunes, and on SoundCloud at Cult Following. We also post our musings and film reviews at cultfollowing.co. And if you like what you see, hear, or read, synesthesia, it's happening everywhere, folks. Read about it. If you like what you're listening to, give us a like, give us a subscription, give us a review on iTunes. In this edition, we're going to talk a little bit about this most hallowed time of the year. It's Halloween. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of our favorite horror films. We're also going to be talking about what we've been doing in our hiatus from the world of podcasting, albeit brief as it were, and not really because we just didn't get a chance to post the last two episodes we did. Sorry, folks. That was me. I suck. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's get going a little Stay bit. Stay tuned for the lost episodes. The lost episodes. But uh, before we get all that going, hey, you guys like Cult Following? Well, we just want to tell you, Cult Following now does a live trivia night once a month at Valley Bar. Live. It's actual underground trivia. It's underground trivia. Literally underground in a speakeasy of sorts. Valley Bar, Central Phoenix's leading underground <laughs> underground <laughs> music venue and party. Yeah. And uh, so, hey, okay. So if you can't find it, <laughs> so just go to Seamus McCaffrey's, which you won't be able to miss, and then look directly at across the street from Seamus and McCaffrey's and you'll see an alley and then there'll be like a big down the alley it's a speakeasy literally down the alley alley. yeah go behind the dumpster um for reals (laughs) and then you will see a neon sign and then uh, you'll see a line down the stairs yeah exactly ignore the vampires yeah and then you go downstairs and in the rose room once a month yeah following trivia there will be a sign that so reminds me there was an episode of get smart where uh, they were trying to find control headquarters. And they were like, we finally found you guys. And like, how'd you find us? Well, we went to the police station and asked them. Oh, and they told you how to get here? No. But there were a couple of kids out on the sidewalk, and they knew exactly where it was. <laughs> <laughs> so look for the kids out on the sidewalk. That's exactly. That's right. Kids so, out on the sidewalk. October 24th, join us for Horror Trivia. And join us uh, once again in November on November 28th. Anything else? Look it up. CoFalling.co. CoClassics AZ. All right. So let's get this uh, this party here party started. started. Get the show on the road. So uh, just to kick things off, this week, the current week we're living in, what's the date today? Does anybody know? It's the, the, uh, the recording date? October yes. 19th. It is October 19th as we're taping this. And yesterday was Blu-ray release day or the day before? The day before. The day before. Tuesday, yeah. right? It's on Tuesday. The day yeah, yeah, before Tuesday. tomorrow. 
or the day after tomorrow. I don't know. No. I think that's actually known as a geostorm now. Yes. No. Oh my god, geostorm! I can't get. I have watched that trailer like literally twenty five times. Man. I can't. Like it's playing before every single thing ever. That is one genre I cannot stand. Is the Mother Nature gone horribly wrong? I just I remember seeing the trailer for Geostorm, and they they offered me a screening of this, and I was just like, no. It's like Gerard <laughs> Butler. It's like uh, yeah. this Olympus has fallen on yeah. a Geostorm. Yeah. But what was, uh, what was that one The Rock did? I'm so over that shit. Yeah, I can't watch a CGI. Destructive. I'm okay with it if it's like 2012 or like knowing where it's like completely off the wall or the like, happening. Yeah, sure, the happening. <laughs> like, yeah, as long as it's like completely insane. Yeah, you know that's fine. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm... I really thought people had forgotten Lady in the Water, but it truly no. is the happening that no one honestly ever remembers. Like because yeah. when the visit came out and now with Split being a huge hit, people are like, oh, M Night Shyamalan's coming back. I was like. <laughs> yeah, the happening really kind of buried him. I was disappointed truck. that they never did a porn parody of the Fappening. <laughs> oh God, I, I need to I need to rewatch the happening oh, just because I have to imagine. I can't even remember the pairing of uh, Zoe. <laughs> Z- yeah, Mark Zoe Wahlberg. Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg. That oh, sounds like a chem an, an inert. Chemist, <laughs> chemistry right there. Oh, we have to disarm this chemical bomb. Get Zoe Deschanel and, <laughs> and Marky Mark. They'll make it inert. You know, it that, literally uh, reminds science <laughs> humor. She, she and Dim. It Boom. feels like Scary Movie Six. <laughs> but on Tuesday we had bad. we had a lot of interesting things hit up Blu-ray. We had a Spider-Man Homecoming come out, and one of the things we realized, unfortunately, as physical media dims, uh, I know it will never dim. I know this because Best Buy has now put the new releases all the way in the back of the store. No, really? The one in Marketplace? Yeah, all the way in the wow. back of the store. It's, it's every And it's they got like... rid of sections now. It's just A through Z. It's almost Are like they're serious? just, yeah. it's like they're they're hammering the nails into their own coffin. You know? It's yeah. really what it feels like. That's the only reason I go into Best Buy ever for anything ever. Yeah, because everything else is a ripoff. It's too yeah. expensive. Yeah. Like, I, if I want a movie and I don't want to wait a day to get it from Amazon, you know, that's where I go. Yep. I, yeah. I'll do it there. You yeah. know, well, Best Buy too, and Target and a few others. I mean, they're really counting on their exclusives. I mean, that's what lures me in most yeah. of the time. Yeah, but you know what? Target has laundry soap and, like, <laughs> towels. Best Buy ain't got shit. Right. Like, yeah, they got true. washers and dryers. Yeah. You, know, you know what, guys? That's why I like going to Zia Records. Because <laughs> Zia Records, they have music, movies, games, and so much more. All right, rest, all right, all right. I, I'm going to tell you a real, a true story here. So I wanted to pick up Destiny 2 for the PlayStation 2, okay? And so I went, um, and I wanted to test this out. So I had some old video games. Mm-hmm. I took them to Zia, and I was like, hey, how much can I get in trade for these? You know, and they're like, they looked at them all. They're like, da 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 Like, uh, you know, we can do like $45 for it. And I was like, look, I'm trying to get the best value. Can you just hold that quote for me? I'm going to go to GameStop. And I went to GameStop, and I was like, what can you give me for these? And like, oh, well, good news. Too we're, really, we're running like an extra 20% in trade credit. Um, we can give you $25. And I was oh like, my are God, you fucking kidding me? Is that yeah, bad. It's oh, yeah. that bad. And then so I went to Zia, and I, and so, and um, GameStop was charging $60 for Destiny 2, 
brand new. Zia had it for fifty five, and I had a twenty five or a twenty percent off coupon. Nice. Um, so I basically got it for forty five bucks, and so I mean, yeah, I would have ended up going out of pocket like forty dollars had I gone to GameStop. Same exact thing at Zia. I got for zero dollars mm-hmm. for my trade. So yeah, so I'm just telling you, like that's that's a that's not even because they are are sponsoring us. Right. Like as a smart consumer, yeah. when they say because uh, you know we were at Cult, they had their thing. You know we pay more in trade. They do. Like they yeah. really do. You know sometimes you're not going to get a ton, but you know you're going to get more at Zia. Yeah. Frankly, you know. So yeah. Yeah, and, and most of the time, like if I need something used. I'll, I'll go to Zia because they and they have a great selection. Oh, yeah. But uh, I this past week I had to go to Target to get Stranger Things yeah, on Blu-ray. That is and a beautiful. Here's set. the thing, folks. I think a lot of people haven't realized this yet. The only place you can get Stranger Things on physical media is at Target. This wow. is it. You yeah. can't get it at Best Buy or anything. It's a Target exclusive. It's true. And I'm really interested if this is just going to be a thing now, where it's yeah. like. You know, oh, so-and-so TV show, only get it at this store. Well, let's be honest, we already have that for a lot of things, right? I was going to say, Kirby just said it. He only goes there for the exclusives. Well, no, 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 and Best Buy, and it's funny, actually, when Victor talked about the uh, new releases being at the back end, Yeah, it's actually funny, what's at the front end is TV and anime, is actually what's at the front end now. So it's kind of funny that TV shows, despite, like, Netflix, streaming, all the other stuff, Hulu and I'll go and all these shows, people still buy, which I always, is funny, is one of the things that physical media that I got rid of first was shows. Yeah. Besides, like, my all-time favorites that I really want to rewatch, because most of those shows, you'd watch it once, and then I'd never watch it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stranger Things, I can watch on Netflix anytime. It's a Netflix show, but this package <laughs> um, that Target has, this exclusive, is Beautiful. so nice it's, yeah. that it's so- like... Why not? Yeah. So let me talk a little bit about this. So we're talking about how physical media is dimming. This Stranger Things Blu-ray looks like a giant video cassette. Awesome. Well, it looks like a like a regular size video box from the early I, days. I actually I size this against uh, my existing video cassettes. Uh-huh. This is the same size as a rental store clamshell. Right, but it's smaller than it's it's bigger than uh, a regular VHS, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's smaller than a Disney clamshell. Sure. So they size this as something very particular, but it's well, like I think it's it was those old school like those early release uh, VHSs that came yeah, out yeah. the big boxes. Yeah, right. you're, yeah, it's it's like one that would be out in 1983. I do you know? have a big box. Let me grab one really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. So yeah, real time big boxing here. Um, yeah, I mean, this thing's, and also another, another thing that, uh, while Victor is grabbing a big box, um, something that is worth talking about is, uh, how much better the quality is on physical media than streaming. And it's something that a lot of people just don't think about. Um, you know, and that's one thing I realized when I got Game of Thrones on Blu-ray of how much better it looks than when you're watching on HBO Go. And so a lot of people think, like, well, why would I buy Stranger Things? And I mean, yeah, that makes sense. But if you care about quality, that's a big reason, too. Well, no, no, I agree. That's one thing that people go, oh, it's it's always going to... I'm like, dude, we're like 15-plus years heavily into Smaller. streaming, and the quality is still shit. And right. I'm talking, like, people basically have T1 connections in their house, yeah, and we're still at shit. So why is it... That no matter how fast the connection is, 
I mean, I watch stuff. What did I see recently? But man, it was on Netflix. Now I have a slow connection, mm-hmm. but it's still just really low quality. The resolution is piss poor. And yeah. It's like, and then I can throw on a Blu-ray. Now I don't. I I like you know eventually I'll invest here in 4K for for newer movies and stuff and some of the bigger budget stuff that's been uh renovated so to speak. But I just feel like man i i don't and my big thing too is that you know again always going to netflix hulu and a bunch of other stuff is that everything gets purged all the time mm-hmm. i'm like oh i really yeah. kind of wanted to watch that again and it's gone yeah and well netflix has a notoriously bad like it, it, redbox has a better selection of movies than netflix does yeah and that <laughs> i'm pretty sure redbox only holds like a hundred movies right yeah um so right here i have a uh VHS Wizard Big Box for a Lucio Fulci zombie. Now, is the, and that that's that's vintage, the, right? Yeah. Well, it's a reissue. We okay. tried to claim it was, but it, this is right. say they Charles banded it. Yeah, exactly. But this is <laughs> I've I've had ones. They're this size. Right. Oh yeah. The uh, the uh, what you call it? The Very Stranger close. Things Big Box is almost the same size. Almost. It's, a little, it's little. about. Maybe an uh, like a half inch all around smaller. So it seems like what they sized that to are the 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 DVDs or the Blu-rays that are on the inside. Well, no, because what, what I'm saying, like the box, the VHS big box is still wider yeah, than yeah, yeah. this one. I'm saying I think they yeah. they they, yeah. they basically yeah. said, oh well, this is the the least amount of packaging that we can have for this yeah. size, you know, and so yeah. they just did it that. So way. it's pretty close. It's pretty close to a like a vintage big box. It's a little smaller. Yeah, it has a slipcase. A slipcase comes off. I'll say they did a really good job weathering. I was this just thing. gonna say totally. I love it when they weather them because they must have scanned a real weathered. Yeah, like because it looks real. Yeah, sure. it looks really weathered, and usually that's where they fuck up with all these faux grindhouse yeah. things. Like, and it's weathered in all the right spots. Yeah, like the edges at the corners, especially, and even right at the bottom where you would get lots of pull. And like the back is totally like the uh, one for House of the Devil. Beautiful, is the minimal description. Yeah, and uh, but what you get is, and this is what a lot of people haven't pointed out. I like how I'm showing it like we're taping this. <laughs> I know. We it's, appreciate it. It's uh it looks just like a like a video cassette. Even the back. Even the back and yeah. the side, everything. It's great. Yeah. Like okay. if I mean, I'm holding it like this, cassette, if I hold yeah. it a hand's length, it looks like an actual oh, yeah. video cassette. Yeah. But it's like all cardboard. Yeah. How how good does it look like? How <laughs> how big is it? The is cool it, thing about it is it has big. a magnetic latch. It yes. opens. All praise magnetic latches. And then it's like the two discs on uh on what should we call it on Blu-ray, and then it has a pull tab that looks just like the kind of like the back of an actual VHS. You pull it. Yeah. It has DVDs and the upside down. I love the yeah. first thing you see is the the friends don't lie note. Oh, right. it's got a that's sick really... poster. Have you dude, seen this? Yeah, the so poster's dude? really sick. Yeah, that's too. a really good poster. It comes with too. I'm gonna put that poster on my wall. Yeah, but. To me, the thing that's really impressive about this is the fact that this uh, whole package, which is you know Blu-ray, DVD, t- whole TV season, twenty-five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I yeah. just looked it up as we were sitting here. It's I, a good time to be a physical media collector. Yes, it is. And to me, I'm like, uh, it's like they could have easily charged forty bucks for this, yeah. and nobody would have like batted an eye. But I think the thing that makes it really crazy to me is the fact that it's like a Target exclusive. This is the only place you yeah. can get it. 
Because otherwise, it's only on Netflix. The smart move there, because here's the thing: at forty dollars, even at you know third, you know four, yeah, you know, probably at forty, I think would be the top end for you know. But a lot of people like us are probably going to buy it regardless of whether it's forty or or twenty five. Yeah. But you know, your your regular people going in there wanting to get that as a gift for somebody for Christmas. Yeah. Like yeah. that twenty five is perfect. Yeah. Even if they're people that like are giving it to somebody who's like I don't own any Blu-rays, they're still going to give it to them just as a collector's item you know my guess is it's weird because some of this stuff i buy just because like i'm gonna get it but it goes out of print so fast that's what kills me about physical media nowadays like i got the twin peaks complete box set and it was not that expensive at the time i think it was like 40 i waited for it to get cheaper when the new tv show came out it's like a hundred bucks minimum now which i don't i don't want to jump ahead too much but i noticed victor and I have it as well um, at my mailbox. Is uh, the new special edition of Rawhead Rex finally yeah. on Blu-ray? Uh, it just came out on Tuesday, and I guess it's already running out of print. Seriously, like, I'm oh dead serious. How is that possible? I'm dead serious. People are already saying that it's selling out at tons of locations. Well, no, they mean. But <laughs> even if you think about it as like, no, nah, I mean this is funny because. Rod Rex has never had a Blu-ray release. It hasn't had a DVD release. In yeah, the it just States came from like, for like it was on an artisan DVD like 15 years ago. It hasn't been conventionally available. It's even hard to find the the tape and the laser disc for it. So it's like okay, they finally get. I'm sure they made at least a few thousand copies. But for all the people who want it, who grew up with it, the people who've never seen it, maybe just our Clyde Barker aficionados. You've got, like, because it's definitely not his favorite movie, but it's one of those ones where, I mean, like, it's just that people are having, are, are just, like, you know, people don't want to have an overage on their print runs, but they don't want it, you know, everything to evaporate super fast. But it's like, well, how do you gauge that? Like, unless you're a, if you're a boutique label and right. your goal is to be limited edition, then you can say, okay, I'm going to gauge this at like 500, 1,000. We're going to do individually numbered or whatever. But if you're mass producing a title like Scream Factory or Vinegar Syndrome, and when I say mass produce, I'm talking over 1,000 copies at this yeah. point. You know, it's like they probably only, Kino Lorver probably only put like 5,000 copies out for the initial run. I, I'd be if amazed that. if there were 5,000 copies. But I'm just saying. But yeah. If, if that's, if well, that's then it. Then that just tells you how small the, the the media market is. And then it becomes, this ride, Rex, the initial release, comes with a slipcase. But subsequent editions, if it is reprinted, won't. So there's a lot of people buying it. It's just like the whole slip cover thing in general. Which I know is Victor's favorite Which, subject. And I'll say this much. I think the art for this Rawhead Rex slipcover is stupid. Oh, do you have it? Yeah. It, it just looks like a Simon oh, Bisley that's, that's painting. that's really dumb. Yeah, that's not It doesn't look like the monster at all. I mean, it, it, like this looks like the concept art version. The actual Rawhead <laughs> Rex looks like the Muppet version of this. Yeah, they should have done it with that... Uh... Oh, you actually, uh, after you told me about it, I looked up the comic book you were talking about. Oh, yeah, this looks like a bad comic so book. So good. Cover. Yeah, it's really They should have just used that if they're going to use yeah, art well, that doesn't they, look anything like it. Well, no, they were, uh, but even like, I honestly cover, wish they'd use the actual cover, cover with like the Rawhead Rex in white and in like the, the monster with like the suit. <laughs> oh, no, I love the original artwork that was on the, the VHS release and stuff that, that just kind of the shadow of him in the yeah. mausoleum like yeah. looking thing is. Or church, it's Real supposed nice to be a church. Real nice vintage looking, you yeah. Know? It's just totally. very classic looking for as cheesy. 
It's funny that this actually, though, matches it more because it looks like a really shitty thrash metal cover. <laughs> which I think there actually is a band called Ride Rexus. I, I feel like this so. needs a death metal logo where you can just kind of yeah, make out the X it. and the R. Like, what is this resurrection yeah, exactly. hex? Yeah, That's what yeah, it's yeah. all about, man. <laughs> Inscrutability. You know, and I'm still gonna watch it. I, I mean, I know it's a shitty movie, but here's the thing: the fact that it's gonna, I bought this because it was like Rawhead sixteen Rex? bucks. You take that back. Oh, wow. Rawhead Rex is awesome. Bucks. Rod Ricks is truly awful but amazing at the same time. I, I love, love a lot of bad 80s club well, bars. Like, like Transmutations. Yeah. Oh my god. I love that movie, but it's terrible. Well, well yeah, the early is messed up. Maybe. It's messed up, but it's enjoyable. It's just that it's one of those films. It is so. It's almost fifties ish yeah. in its obsession almost. with oh, a rubber <laughs> suit monster. Yeah. But I love the look of Rod Rex, as cheesy as it is. Plus, I mean, scared kids get me killed, so exactly. that's that's a plus for me. Well, yeah. even if you think about it, even like Hellraiser is weirdly provincial in a lot of ways. It's very much like <laughs> Hitchcockian. It's in literally some the ways. only time like, I've ever hello. heard Hellraiser described it's... as provincial. <laughs> oh, it totally no, is. It's I get like, it. it's yeah, good. it's like oh, you know, I went to you know this Middle Eastern country to <laughs> unlock my darkest desires. Remember me. It's uh, Brother Frank. <laughs> oh, I need blood. Seduce men for me. I'm always waiting for somebody <laughs> who's really good at the um, like the mashup and using existing footage to make new trailers is somehow going to work out the shopkeeper and gremlins into offering the box like, what's your pleasure? <laughs> would you would you like some froget with your box? <laughs> Which all still comes out signed low pan, no matter how hard you <laughs> <I> try. <laughs> oh god! No, seriously, you to need get to re- it. people, audience, listeners. It you know we just made the low pan joke. Rewatch Gremlins and try to tell me the shop owner in Gremlins is not somehow related to low pan. <laughs> you know he got that Mogwai from the Wing Kong import right, export yes. company. There's your fucking movie expanded movie universe right there. there you go. It's like yeah. oh, we need more Mogwais for uh, San Francisco. <laughs> Mogwai. <laughs> <laughs> Ching Dai, Ching Dai, grab me my Mogwai. But you know, so th- this whole thing is leading into the fact. So uh, me and Kirby went to uh, Cinema Monster Palooza in Burbank a few weeks ago, and uh, when we were there, we went to this place called the uh, Mystic Museum because they were doing this uh, exhibit called Slashback Video. Slashback. All right. I will I will totally cop my the fact that I was cheapskate because we get there, I'm excited to check this out. And they're like, Oh, we want to see the video store. Cool. That'll be ten dollars. What? And I'm like I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. And then Kirby's like no. I think audibly I said in the store, you cheap fuck like, <laughs> dude we just drove 390 miles or something to get here come on man mm. like but um you know it, it i did not know it was gonna be for a charge either no, so. no i feel like if i known that i might have been a little more mentally prepared i just kind of like i can't do this no we also, not for a video <laughs> we also did this super early in the morning on our way to set up the booth at son of monster palooza so Victor really wanted to get to that too, so I'll give that as probably an amount of reasoning as well. So that we were rushing to get everything set up, but 
Yeah, it was it was slash back oh, horrific. So, uh, yeah, it, it basically it's a video store they built in the back, and Kirby can take it from here. Sure. So it's actually technically three exhibits in one when you go. It's um so when you first come into the room on the left hand side is a uh, tribute to Ouija boards. It's kind of a Ouija board museum. And uh, kind of like in the center of the room, there's a, like a seance table and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Like if you're into like the history of Ouija boards and, uh, um, you know, Parker Brothers produced witchcraft, it's mm-hmm. pretty, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. And who but, isn't? Yeah, and who isn't? But um, And then it's also kind of like curved around on the right hand side is a um a uh living tribute to ben cooper mass and mm. uh the cooper you almost made mass. me spit take i love uh, ben cooper yeah, yeah so it's really rad because so many of those masks obviously the the very cheap vacuum form plastic did not survive oh, yeah. well yeah but a lot of fans who kept them intact including those who contributed this exhibit I mean, there's, I mean, obviously all the big vintage properties of the 70s and 80s, like all the pop culture yeah. ones. So I'm not Star gonna lie, Wars, I probably e. would have paid 10 bucks just to see that. Yeah, uh, it's really amazing. And then they did, um, what do you call it? Um, and then in the tucked, as you walk into another room, it's literally like walking into a video store in 1989. Oh, His exact awesome. year. Oh, I stop. think they even went for That's it. That's amazing. So they did the, um, yeah, they just, did. Uh, it. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but just before we get off the Vancouver, have you seen those giant Vancouver? Oh yeah, yeah those they had cool. those. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah they had those at, uh, at at um at Monster Market. Yes, they Dude, did. Those things are gorgeous. Aren't they? They're gorgeous. Yeah, that's uh, Ghoulsville does those. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just company. upset because this the Frankenstein one is sold out, yeah. and uh, that's the one I wanted because that's the one from Monster Squad. Yeah, you man. know. Um, but and they had those at the Zia Records booth at Monster Market. I know, I know. They did have it at the Zia Records booth at Monster <laughs> Market. Market. Yeah, Zia. I wanted, I need. wanted to to get it, but I did not want to drop thirty five dollars right then. Yeah, you know. But they're gorgeous, and I want to get one, and I won't actually take it out, and because they've got. What's cool about them is they've got mounts on the back, so you can just hang them up like uh-huh. a painting or something. But it looks so good in its window box, That's you right. know. Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to keep it in there. And if you were ever a kid and went actually shopping for one of those, it's it's just a oh dude, it, it's it everything, makes your stomach man. tingle. I know it's you know just what so I mean? crazy. It's like it's like the the you know the uh, the the basil or bisol find recently, you know, with like those. Um, those uh, retro uh, things, like you, you know what I'm talking about, the bisols. Um, yeah, so you would definitely recognize it. Um, so it's it's uh, it's these ones. So just if you if you Google it, it's B E I S T L E. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, cat. yeah, exactly. The cat and the witch. Um, oh my god. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, I used a couple of those on the uh, to, uh, on our program. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those gorgeous. are sweet. Yeah, exactly. So like, oh, it was like okay. the same. It was like the same deal as Vancouver. It was like, oh my gosh, I remember these exact things. And Bicel is actually a company that's still in. Oh, those are beautiful. So there's the uh, Star Wars and Masters of the oh, Universe. Yeah. I don't want to cut yeah, you yeah. off. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I, I could look at Vancouver stuff all right. day long, yeah. dude. It's so good. It's like it's just the right nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. it's just perfect. Man. If you were a kid in the late seventies or early eighties, yeah. So there's some amazing one, and then so I'm just showing a few pictures. I did take some snaps of them, and um, but uh, and then we can take a look here. So. There's the image of the uh, the the slashback video. 
Awesome. Um, so it really does. I mean, it has um, the only thing that I think is a little. I would have been. Do, do you want to tell him my reaction when you showed me the, the those <laughs> pictures? I was like, they have wire racks. Yeah, those are from the nineties. What? You have come to the right podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's funny that they actually would have had those probably by the time and going. It's just not economical to have the shelves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it was just really rad. They had lots of um pictures he or i took a lot of no, pictures. those are all legit videotapes yeah they're all legit tapes they even had the most amazing thing for me is anybody who knows me as a, a gamer is is that they had an actual splatter house cabinet nice in wow. it, um tell them is, the story of the splatter house okay so the splatter house cabinet you'd expect would be set to free play this is an art exhibit folks okay. it's, yeah. right yeah they already paid to get in yeah. yes no I had to go get a quarter, which is rare oh as hell apparently God. these days, since no one carries change. No, so so like they they have a, a girl who's running the flashback uh-huh. museum, and she's in front of like this vintagey looking like you know cat yeah, cash yeah. register. And Kirby stands in front of it because we're realizing. It's a cash register. <laughs> it's not really a cash, cash register. register. <laughs> it's fucking there for effect. She's got a square spinny Sorry. thing. Oh. It's like, oh, let me see if I can find you a quarter somewhere. See, I mean, in a way, it makes it better that it did require quarters. Because if you're talking about the immersion yeah. factor, you know, you would need quarters. But then it's broken by the fact that it's not a real cash register. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, yeah, they should have, honestly, they just had to have it running on tokens and then just yeah. had tokens there but it's one of those ones that um you know taking a sorry break here jasper needs to take a momentary break do we want to actually take a break here okay we'll keep running here jasper you okay with that we're just taking a mental break yeah um but yeah Yeah, it was it was definitely enjoyable i mean it was definitely worth the 10 bucks um but it um it's one of those things but it was just well, the, there's like art video cassettes. Yeah, and it had too, it had right? its own oh, really? yeah, it had its own tribute with a lot of different artists contributing their own things. And if I had had more time, or we had had more time, I probably actually would have bought a couple ones. Were really nice looking, um, and a lot of things were for sale, just not any of the actual vintage tapes. Did they have any yeah. any uh, stuff containers? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'd have to look back through the pictures, but. Okay. But they did. Now, have... I saw some pictures. I, I will say. So, the other. So, recently, I've, I'd just gotten a uh, minty, fresh box of Fright Flicks cards. I will say, having seen pictures of the ones that, uh, uh, of the case over at um, Slashback, um, I mean, my box is nicer. But they do have. They do have. Uh, Fright Flicks, and they have the new Fright Rags reanimator ones, ones right yeah. next to them. Yeah. Which, you know, is a child of that. But I will say, Wait. folks, if you like mm-hmm. these kinds of things, like, uh, you know, these, like, oh, a store set up just to set, sell nostalgia and stuff. If you're ever in Tucson, there's a store out there called Generation Cool on 4th Avenue that is very much kind of like this art exhibit. Where, like, we, we've gone there a bunch of times. They sell, like, old, like, uh, 80s toys, like, Alf or, like, nice. you know, um, like, a lot, like, you know, food commandos and stuff like that. And they have old boxes of stuff like Fright Flicks and Garbage Pail Kids and the Nintendo Power Cards. That's great. You know, and you can buy them. Like, I've bought stuff from there to give away Coke glasses a bunch of times, like random Ninja Turtle toys and stuff yeah. like that. So on that level, I think something like this is really fun. 
And I think it's mainly meant for, I think, people who are, like, in their early 20s and stuff who maybe never got the chance to go to a real video store. Was something I think, you know, speaking for us, we've all gone to video stores, so we can all be like, yeah, you know. I worked at three and managed yeah. one. So, so it's, it's like, like, to me, I guess the novelty of seeing, like, uh, something like, this is what a video store looked like seems a little, like, hokey to me, but... I'm not saying this is hokey. I'm just saying, like, what? Really? But at the same time, I think it's cool because you're giving some context. Even if it's, like, this kind of, you know, idealized version of one. Because (laughs) a real video store would never have, like, all these titles in. You'd have, like, oh, man, they've got, like, 40 copies of Medea or something. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, that I'll say is that, um, oh, I did want to say is I haven't been to Generation Cool, but that sounds awesome, but... I will say not exactly the same experience, but if you are looking for a lot of vintage stuff, I do highly recommend checking out a collector's marketplace on 20th and Indian school. I will say I was cleaning up the other day too, though. And two things I found were my blockbuster video cards. Dude, I wish I still had that. My Hollywood video card. What? So I'm going to see if I can do something. Let me see your blockbuster card. Let me touch it, man. (laughs) Oh, Feel look that at sweet it. it has your name on it and everything, bro. Oh, whatever. Oh, by the way, if you order anything um, this month from Fright Rags, they are including a uh, coupon that is done in the uh, Blockbuster video style. Oh, yeah. really? Well, well you, come you're on, Daddy. right in time. Because I was just talking about the fact that I was cleaning the other day and I found my Blockbuster video card and my Hollywood video card. Great, you're going to make me order something from, from Fright Rags. But no, well, no, no. no. Well, the month. reason I said I found these was because I was going to scan them in and try to make something like these you for, totally like, should. conventions. Like, these yeah. whole classics. That really sure. sucks. That's one of the two things I had to talk about. No, well, I'm sorry. No, go right ahead, man. We just <laughs> yeah. started you can talk. We literally just talked uh, about the second you walked in the door. All, it's all talked about now. Yeah. It's all done. It's all over. <laughs> Your life is <laughs> over. Damn it. It's like you got like this great secret. So like, oh, guess what? <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking about video so games. blockbuster. That's, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, no, I ordered a ghost shirt on. Uh uh-huh. What ghost like, yeah. shirt did you order? The uh, orange and yellow one. No, no, no. What like what is it? Is it like which design? What is the design? That's what I was trying to tell you. It's like I don't know how to describe. It's oh, like, it's just a like it's just Papa on there or something. Yeah, it's the yeah, and it's this big. It's. It's him big, and then on the bottom there's like some monks, and it's yellow. And oh, okay. And it's cool looking. I like it. Anyway. They're nameless ghouls. What? Yeah, oh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, fucking with you, man. I'm just trying to make I it got, like it's like. I got know. emergency shit happening up the other side of the house. Oh, you okay, bro? No, I know, okay. but I'll be fine. <laughs> like, no, right. no, um, Whoever locked the door is not going to be fine after we're done podcasting. Wait, like, what happened? Is the uh, door all right? In the wall, the door was locked, and Karen's been out there for like half an hour trying to get in. Oh, shit. And dude. she's called every single one of us. I so didn't say Except she didn't Josh. Because she doesn't have Josh's number. I'm always looking at my phone. Yeah, oh, so we're all snap. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't I would do just it. like, this I is going to be a, a couple weeks removed, but I'm still sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I'm no, sorry, and then so I got the blockbuster thing because you know you always get the little, uh, the little thing with the warhead in it, and like yeah. the sticker in it. You know that's cool. Well, I got this blockbuster thing. I'm like, oh, this is really neat. I even took a picture of it and put it on my Facebook page. I'm like, that's really cool that they did that. 
stupid me. I even looked at the back. I didn't even realize it was a discount code. And and I just put it on my dresser, kind of displayed it on my dresser. I'm like, that's really cool looking. That was genius of them to do that. So then the other day, I'm getting ready for work. And I went to get my wallet. And I, I kind of picked it up and looked at it again. I flipped it over. I'm like, holy crap. There's a discount code back here for the next time I order something from Freight Rags. Nice. So I that really, made it even better. I better. really hope it wasn't one of the good ones because apparently it's a scale. A scale. There's some that are like 5% and some that are like 50%. Really? Wow. Yeah, so you awesome. might want to try it and well, see I'm if gonna, it's something yeah, good. I'm totally going to yeah. next time. But um, they, yeah, I mean, I, I think most people know, I've, uh, you know, I've mentioned that I've been sporting Ben and Fry Rags for like, since like 07, I think. I mean, he's been around since like, I think 03, but um, I love Ben. I love the whole staff there. I mean, Fry Rags just makes so much amazing merchandise that um they they just keep, they actually drop so much now that i can't even keep up anymore it's just uh, too hard I know. But... they got a lot of releases dude and if you yeah. guys are listening we're always looking for sponsors i was just gonna say <laughs> oh but... that's the one i'm getting that's it that's the one i saw that i had to get because i saw it because again they dropped so much but i'm getting this shirt oh yeah i am so getting they the shirt it's a, got uh, pj souls PJ on it souls so totally. collection. yeah yeah like i mean i freaking I'm getting this shirt, and I'm going to get my Blockbuster dang car. Right? <laughs> I did want to talk about, um, to turn it back to Victor, but we can talk uh, very briefly about our Son of Monster Palooza experience. But uh, one of the things that we both got at Son of Monster Palooza, to talk about limited physical media, is we were lucky enough to get from the Clive Barker store um, copies of Nightbreed, the Cabal Cut. And then, like, uh, limited to, like, four or five copies or something? Uh, it was limited <laughs> to, I believe, 70 at the show. Um, ridiculous. It's going for, like, $500 or something. Well, it what? was 50 bucks at the show. It was 70 online. It sold out in 15 seconds or something. Yeah. And then all that was left was the $250 copies, which right. also sold out eventually. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we were real lucky to get those, but... Um, I was thinking about that, and uh, I went to... Which, which, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, man. Man, it's just so strange when you're at a convention, and you know something's going to sell, and there's like 20 of them in front yeah, of you. Yeah. And it's like... You're so I tempted could, to... Yeah, I'm like, I could just buy 10 of these. Right. And, you know, like... Yeah, be like, a flipper, he, he dude. saw me, he saw... Kirby saw me, like, literally going, like, having this internal debate, I'm like... If I don't buy it now, I won't ever be able to get it. Well, we've had this conversation. Yeah. It's because that's like how we're forced into buying things yep. we want to buy. Yeah, because we have to buy them now. But I, I will say, like, it's right. Yeah, five seventy-five, five twenty-nine, seven twenty-five. Yeah, this yeah. is a five hundred dollar Blu-ray right now. It's fucking stupid. As he drops it, oh, right? Crap. Oh shit! <laughs> so when we were at the show, this is what it looked like. Yep. So we're looking at, and this was fifty bucks. If you were at a store and you no, saw us and go, fifty never. bucks for this. Yeah. yeah. Look, look at, look at, look yeah, at this. Like yeah. this. This is what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. They mailed us this later. Yep. Oh, okay. Wow. So this this adds value to me. Yes, I'm like, that looks absolutely. expensive. Sure. This looks like shit. It's true. Yeah. I'm looking at completed right now. Four seventy five hundred. Jeez. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. The, yeah. Victor's stroking his beard and his doubloons going, oh, 
Oh, no, but I it's, should have. No, it's, oh. it's stupid. There's no way that should be worth five hundred. No, it shouldn't. So but... you know, um, you heard about these uh, these Mondo um, Blade Runner glasses. Did you hear about those? Uh-huh. So Alamo Draft House, you know, they do these like oh, these glasses. are like the yeah, I saw these. I so they were they were uh, Blade Runner uh, whiskey glasses. Yeah, um, and so they had uh, blue ones. And then they had red ones, right? And what it said was, if you are a replicant, you will be given a red glass. Okay, uh-huh. so obviously oh, that's telling me, oh, I see. There's yeah. a there's a replicant, you know, variant oh, out boys. there. And um, you know, come to find out, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know how. Like, are they fifty fifty? Like, and what I don't like about this whole thing is that they just get their glasses in a big box in clear plastic things. It's not. This is a blind pack. No. And so like. If these things are a, are a chase, like what's to stop people from just grabbing those ones first, right? Yeah. Um. You know. So I will tell you. I come to find out that that they these are limited to. Uh. They are about ten percent of them are the uh-huh. red ones. Ten percent are red. The rest of them are blue. Um. Luckily, <coughs> I managed because I did order more than one. I managed to get my hands on a blue and a red. Yeah. Um. And on eBay right now, the blue one is going for one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Just the blue one. And I can't even imagine what the red would go for. Um, and now I'm sitting here kicking myself that I did not buy 20 of them. Like, right. why didn't I buy 20 of them? You're, you're ever... better. Like, seriously, I mean, glassware is not something I'm... Uh... Yeah, it's hit and miss because you never know. I, I just want to say, because I just want to interject real quick. I, um, it was just recently, uh, this last Friday was Friday the 13th. And uh, it, they actually finally released... Friday the Thirteenth game on PS4 yeah. and Xbox yeah. One, physical release, a right? physical release. Yeah. Oh, is that sold out already now? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the rage, the rage was like, really? So now I can't even buy that. But they, um, well, and well, what's really funny is though I backed on Kickstarter two years ago, and I'm still waiting on oh, my physical my God, copy, dude. That's the but, worst, and they're Aww. still debating on it. What? What's really funny is, though, my sweet revenge was that anybody who pre-ordered it got the Tom Savini-designed Jason exclusive to the game. It's a skin. Which looks really cool. Yeah, which does yeah, look yeah. cool. It's, like, all black. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to putting that shit on eBay because current sold rates for it are between $500 and $1,000. Wow. Good Lord. That's So amazing. if you really want that bad, I am completely willing to sell it to yeah, you. Yeah, totally. And you'll I still have your copy. Yeah, you I'm know? like, I don't give a shit. There are obviously but... people that care about Jason that much more. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. What it is is it's just there's so many things. It's not even just physical media. It's cr- It's like that conversation we once had about in-game purchases the yeah. craziest things but it's because there's some people who care that much it's just to have something that exclusive yeah exactly they'll do for anything yeah here's the thing here's a perfect example of you can put um perceived value on anything and get it to if you do it <laughs> right and i just want to bring it up briefly because it's bugged the shit out of me that stupid God damn Scotchuan sauce thing that happened with oh, McDonald's oh, a couple God. weeks ago. Yeah, you are you serious? Oh, bitch, you lined up, <laughs> and I love don't get me wrong, I love Rick and Morty, but some of its dumbass fans are oh, killing the yeah, show. For it's me. absolutely true. Yeah, what's well, going on very, next to Monster Market? When yeah, I have a very I have a, I have an anecdote about this. So uh, our buddy Mike, who's one of the uh, volunteers for yep. Monster Market. I gave him some flyers. It's like go to the go to go to McDonald's because 
the McDonald's right next to Monster Market across the street was one of only two in Phoenix and only four in Arizona. Right. That had this fucking sauce. Okay. They these McDonald's each only got twenty packets of sauce. Oh god. Don't even get me started on how fucking stupid it's that like is. Like the NES classic. And, and don't forget, again. don't forget. Um, Rick and Morty and Adult Swim had nothing to do yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is totally an unlicensed at all. knockoff yeah. by McDonald's. Yeah. You know? So, what ends up happening is, you know, Mike goes over there to Flyer. He happens to go there to Flyer right when they sell the sauce. So, he gets a packet of sauce. Yeah. People were waiting all day because he just happened to walk in right where they were doing it. <laughs> he got a packet of sauce. And... He had it in his hands. Mind you, at that moment, they were selling for like 500 bucks. Yeah. Him and this other guy, just like, they bought a large bag of fries. Right. And they ripped open the sauce I and let everybody in line take a dip of the fries. So you he can told taste me that story. And I was like, that is like the most beautiful thing I've heard <laughs> yeah. all year. Yeah. I love it. Because that is just, that is so freaking right, man. Yeah. That is exactly that the is right a, thing a to do. That is a beautiful F you to yeah. the system. Really yeah. Is. Mind <laughs> you, there were people trading these sauces for fucking cars. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody traded a, a one of these fucking packets of sauce for like a 2011 Volkswagen. Right. I'm like, God. fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. That's so fucking yeah, ridiculous. That's a perfect example that if you put a perceived value on something good enough yep. and you do it right, you can get some sucker out there. I, to I just want to say amount of money that it. it was released, what, 98 with Mulan. So I got to imagine that was at the height of like the Beanie Baby craze. Oh, yeah. So I always hope it was somebody who had been like hoarding Beanie Babies and then at the bottom of their like quarter layer they found all these packets of sauce <laughs> and they had well some the one person who sold one like had it in the like the little like oh in their car right yeah, yeah. yeah. for years just sitting there oh so my god bought it that's yeah. disgusting for fifty thousand dollars what if sold for fifty thousand we had 000. the uh when you showed bill and ted there was a guy there that had the Bill and Ted cereal from like 1992. Yeah, and he opened it and he was eating it while he was watching the movie. And Good I was for like, him. Oh, Good for oh. him. That's punk rock, man. Oh my god. I well, I think it. it's the what is the um the original box of Count Chocula, the original from the 70s. If you have a full box unopened, I think it sells for around ten thousand. Oh my god. I think the thing that kills me about this whole thing that's hilarious to me is there's people who actually scan the label. If you go on Etsy, you can get a reproduction of this dipping sauce. And it doesn't matter what's uh, on the inside because yeah, no one's eating it. Yeah, Nobody what knows, do you yeah. care if it's real? Because oh, the real yeah, one expires in a month. Yeah, the, These things are perishable. So if you want a piece of rotten food on your shelf. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's what people care about. It's yep. Like I said, it's, it's, it's literally... You talk about what, like the 2011 Volkswagen? It's like, yeah, but my status symbol is I have the Szechuan sauce, <laughs> which no one will give a shit about in a year. Exactly. Uh, and I'm watching the videos, and the people there were so. Like, there were riots breaking out. Oh, these are, when just they the, out these are the worst kind of people. Ex- oh, my just God. The but, that's, but that's the whole culture, though. It's like you talk about the riot, but you can talk about anything that anyone cares about. I'm talking from a material, like pop culture, especially. And people lose their minds. It's like, I mean, I'm I'm upset about the whole, like, NES and SNES Classic just because 
I think Nintendo are dicks. Well, no. They, but they, there's also... no... Here's the thing. You don't hear anything about SNES because you could go to a Best Buy right now and get one. They that, fix that, that shit. I mean, that's not true, but... But, but they are, for the they most are, part. They are a lot more... Look, if you are, are if you are on top of your shit, you're yeah. going to get a Super NES Classic. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I still know people at work that want one desperately, but they are popping up on shelves, and if you follow the right people on Twitter and you just pay attention to your phone, you will know yeah. when to be able to buy one. Well, and that... Things. Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard for me to get that upset about about the NES or SNES classic because they gave you the dates. If you had, if you really wanted it, it was possible. Well, yeah, it also really though depends on how what kind of schedule you have. Which I just don't have a schedule that works with those types of things. But I'm not upset because I own those consoles right. and sure. a good chunk of those yeah. games. And I, w- I will so, say though, my my thing is like I can understand where Kirby's coming from. What I don't like is the anti contingent of that shit, where it's like. It's like, guys, I got an SNES Classic. <laughs> Why don't you just get a Raspberry Pi? Just build a Raspberry Pi, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, yeah, I, I really... Because if I don't have the time to line up to get this thing, I really have, like, the monetary and time to, like, get a custom mod build case and all this shit, which would cost... Take weeks, essentially. Well, I will tell you this. I mean, as somebody who's had my Super Nintendo modded, um, and I have, like, basically every Super Nintendo game that matters on one, boy, it really makes a difference actually playing it with a real controller, too. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, like, I, I mean, that's super good. I don't know if I'm just old or what, but I just want to say that I've had the uh, game emulators of every Nintendo, yeah. Super yeah. Nintendo, and yeah. Genesis game. On my computer for like fifteen years. Yeah. So like when these came out, I'm like, yeah, I'll sit on my computer and play. It it is nice playing it. It's a novelty thing, thing. I guess. Well, yeah, it is. But you know what? It also just shows. I mean, the biggest problem with Nintendo, my only major gripe, not to get into like any kind of gaming divulge, is just that they have always been proprietary, and knowing that people want, it's like you can make it. Mm-hmm. And you just don't because yeah. you, and I truly feel it You're is because Nintendo right. are just dicks and it's and it's as simple as that. And guess what? It works. I mean, yeah, they, it guess what? They could have made more of that ball cut too. Yeah. You know? Oh, they yeah. really well, could. Well, and you then know? Mondo could just not fucking make a hundred of something. Or but. even that. I mean, look, silk screening. I understand because silk screening actually is a lot of work like you tie up an entire shop yeah if you're doing a run of of 400 right yeah you know like i get that that shit but but they could they could stop uh scalpers they could stop bots like there are simple things there are entire bots out there that are just designed for mondo and they know that and they don't do anything to stop it as we've discussed before because they like the fact that it sells out yeah and that's kind of why like i've given up on that level of um of you know the Alamo Draft Houses chicanery, I'm like I, you know I I think it helps that I'm not a fan of their art direction mm-hmm. now. It's a little too um, minimalist and sort of artsy for my taste. Like I like something that's more like like the uh, you know ten years ago. They're kind of art. I mean the thing about the glasses though, you can yeah. get the glasses. I mean unless you're in a place that doesn't have an Alamo, which is a lot. Yeah. But for us, we're really lucky because all you have to do is just order that damn glass. You're going to get the glass. Yeah. You know it's not like a chance. But then when they did that Blade Runner thing, I was kind of incensed about that yeah. because it's like, look, I mean you're putting you're making ten percent of these are red. 10% and then you're going to expect me to go in there just hoping that I randomly have the person that doesn't but, know what the hell they're doing going and in, going into that box and just going to grab me a color. Yeah, but speaking of glasses, as a tiki mug connoisseur, <laughs> Victor can shed some light on the uh the Alamo and Mondo's 
uh, well, mug no, because obsession. I, which the is Mondo crazy. Tiki glasses, I'm not a fan of because well, I, I don't like not. licensed Tiki glasses. No, but you know what I mean. But, it's, like, but it is it's another carve out though of you know something that people do collect. And then doing it where a thing where, I mean, I'm not, like I said, if you're into it, it's your thing, but it's everything is like, okay, they always, the one that kills me, and this is just straight surface um, in, um, observation, but it's just like, I always hate when the coolest looking design is the one that's limited to like 25. Yeah, it's like, why do you do that? Like, you that's know, that's thing. the one I want. Um, like, you know, speaking well, of, oh, oh, I'll wants. put it like this. All right. So on my shelf right now, I have like. A Batman from Batman versus no uh, Justice League, the Justice League Batman with a clock with a vinyl cape, right? That's the chase. Yeah, that you have to go to Walmart and it's a chase figure. Yeah, that's the annoying. regular figure is this dorky looking tactical. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. To right. the Wonder Woman from the Wonder yeah. Mo- Woman movie, they had a whole line of figures. Regular Wonder Woman was the chase figure. Yeah, see that's stupid. That, oh my god! Because like take like uh, take like you know when they did like the Jungle Briefing Dutch right that yeah. NECA did that was SDCC exclusive. You know what? That's fine because that's like weird. Like who's really gonna want Dutch? I mean, weirdos like us are gonna want Dutch yeah. in his like regular clothes, right? But most people are gonna want the Commando looking yeah. Dutch, right? So it's like don't make don't make that one the chase figure no. yeah and this is why like 30 years later you know there was the batman 1989 figure line from toy biz yeah that's why you'll never find batman or the joker but you can go to any fucking zn town and they'll have bob the goon oh yeah, yeah there's so many bob the goons dude i think that's before they figured out to only put like a couple of bob the goons in yeah and put like a bunch more yeah because basically like yeah. oh yeah less batmans because then people come to the store looking for batman right yeah. except what's the uh oh shit the one what was her name in uh dick tracy uh, was t- it the blank or something uh, like that? I mean, the blank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was who Madonna actually yeah, was. But spoiler. Was, was Breathless the... Mahoney? No, 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 no. But there was the, no, the actual figure, though, of it, what. It the, was the blank. Was it the blank? Yes, okay. It was the blank. The blank was the rare figure in that right. Dick Tracy line. Right. And it's funny, though. It just always makes me laugh, like, thinking about those weird, obscure, like, late 80s, early 90s toy lines yeah. where, yeah, you can. It's just funny thinking of Bob the Goon. I guess it's sorry. It's <laughs> yeah, another totally. conversation yeah, for another yeah. day. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy the way it is now. But I don't know. And if we keep talking, we'll just end up devolving into a Funko <laughs> well, well, discussion no, again. I'll, no, no, no. I'll put this even, on a on an even easier level. So the Justice League movie comes out in November. So I'm holding right now. The mother boxes, which basically the movie's a big MacGuffin, where they're trying to find these three mother boxes, the Atlantis one, the Themyscira one, and the one in Metropolis, right? The ga- the video gamification of films continues. Yes, mm-hmm. right? The only way you can get these is by buying that Chase Batman figure and a Chase Cyborg figure, because these fucking things are in two pieces. Oh my god. So half of each of them comes with one figure and the other halves come with the other one. So you so have, you to, have get to buy cyborg. two chase figures in order to get these things which are like the thing that you're that, that actually looks cool that goes with the movie. Ah, uh, that's it. I'm going that, home. Right? I'm that's done. fucking bullshit, dude. Which I mean they do look <laughs> So it's like cool. you have to you know and then it's like it's not like, you know, cuz we have cool classics, you can get all these different things. You can get yeah. like a poster but we make that anybody can order that shit, you know? When you have to go to a movie or get a toy and then get the special version of the toy 
to get the special version of this. Well, I think uh, I'm they, not... you should make a really special poster and then yeah. get half I'm of not... it to like at one screening and then the other half at another <laughs> I'm screening. I'm not trying to be insulting or anything, but these seriously look like Happy Meal toys. Like that they picture's do, right? holding. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Check the... It's cool. No, they, I can see it. There's detailed and stuff. Yeah. That looks I'm, like not, a, I'm not arguing that. It looks like a steampunk board ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like a rustic companion cube. Right. <laughs> it also looks like something I might have gotten off of sky mall one time yeah, man. like it's just funny that but then that like sometimes when we promote stuff we get stuff like this like uh we're promoting jigsaw so if you go to cult classics or cult following we're beginning to give tickets to jigsaw next week so i got all these pens that look like little syringes with blood that say jigsaw on the side nice which we got for like you know along with posters but it's like they're really cool. They run out of ink super fast, and they're really easy to break. So you get them, it's basically just to have it on your shelf. Yeah. You know? You know, mine was in my backpack, and I pulled it out, and all the blood was gone, and I have no idea. Oh, it, that's No, incredible. it probably evaporated. I was going to say, I thought... Yeah, because I, I left this out in the sand, and it, let, let this outside for a minute, and it was all bubbling up. So, uh, the, so the ink can evaporate. Yeah. I was yeah. really scared, like, everything in my backpack was ruined, but <laughs> there was nowhere to be found. Yeah. I was kind of creepy. Yeah, it's out. probably just water with food coloring. But, you know, that's they did totally kind of the same is. thing with, like, the, uh, the Marvel Universe figures to have yeah. to build a figure in them. They always put the, well, any of those Build-A-Figures, actually, they always put the most important piece of what you're building with the lamest character. Yeah. To ensure that you buy that character. Yeah, they know what they're doing. You know? Yeah, but wanna, Build-A-Figures were fucking awesome. I kind of want to have are. some of the gum from some of your Fright Flicks things, man. Dude, they'll break your teeth. <laughs> I've op- I opened up a Garage Pill Kid one years ago, and literally, I couldn't oh, even yeah. break it. It was so God. hard. I feel like this is some you awful... You could stab like, some to death with it. <laughs> like some shank. awful... Um, <laughs> like Top's shank. Cinema yeah. challenge kind of thing. Like, like uh, come on, well, Josh, remember, do it. Remember, like a year or two. Was there a year or two ago where it's it. like, let's eat the licensed cereal? Oh, yeah. and then we ate the Batman versus Superman cereal. God, we never uh, even did the drink the ecto cooler one. Did no, we? I just remember too, Victor. Oh, God, Victor went to go get not for me, of course, but for him and Ab the uh, the Halloween the whopper, whopper, and and uh, I got in a car, car crash. crash. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, if that was a that sign, a I don't lesson. know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, no. So since we were on the Alamo tip for a second, Josh went to Fantastic Fest. Yes, he did in uh, oh, Austin. Yeah. All right. Um, so he can tell us a little bit about some of the movies he saw. Yeah. Now, um, first, I just want to quickly mention here. Um, so, in fact, on the Fantastic Fest tip, um, so I'd mentioned on the last episode, I believe we did that I just gotten my um my movie pass. Okay. Did it work there? Um, so, well, I mean, it was a film festival, oh. right? So, like, everything was, but it does work at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, cool. Um, it so, does. yeah, it does. Well, I also want to thank, yeah, thank oh, Josh cool. for actually letting me know I just got mine a couple weeks ago. And awesome. I've been wasting on absolutely terrible movies. Yeah, I so, didn't even want to um, pay $4 yeah. for. So. so, yeah, so I got my movie pass, right? And, um, and I, I didn't activate it. Because I was like, I just, because what happened is I got it like literally the day before I went to Fantastic Fest. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to activate this thing now because I'm about to go for a week. And then I get back and then I'm like, well, I just watched movies for a week straight. I don't want to activate it now. <laughs> so, you know, so I kind of been just sitting so on it. So he's going to activate it next week. So they don't, they don't, they don't actually, you know, start your first month 
of billing until you actually activate it. Oh, that's smart then. So I was just like waiting until I'm ready to go watch a lot of movies. So I finally activated it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had my first experience with MoviePass. Okay. And so I, um, you know, I'm like, you know, and I'm like, well, is there anything I want to watch? And I'm going on the app and I'm looking and it's a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I look and I see that there's a few kind of old, because obviously, I mean, we met through cult classics. Yeah. I like older movies on the big screen um and i saw oh it's probably tuesday night yeah yeah so like uh, so i see well film bar is doing friday the 13th and then i see that tuesday night classics that they're doing um uh they're doing flatliners the original flatliners and i was like oh nice the original flatliners and i look and i mean i'll show you guys here on the app so this is a screenshot of the app here um you know and it's got the poster um, you know the original poster with like the Keeper which I Sutherland. did see. I just want a quick point. I did on Instagram as well. I did go see Flatliners as oh, talking about terrible movies. Really, and it's still the Keeper Sutherland poster. Yeah. Well, so so so, so so here's what happens. So I go and I get my uh, and I get my um, my uh, my ticket and everything. And then I go and I sit down in my theater and it's like a 935 showing. I'm the only person in the auditorium. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know, I mean, I'm going to watch the old Flatliners 935 and all the previews happen and everything. The movie starts. It's the new Flatliners. Oh. What? And I'm like, wait a minute. And then so I'm like, well, maybe there's two Flatliners, the new one and the old one playing at the same time. So I go, I take all my stuff. I got my bag with me. I take my popcorn and everything. And I go and I look at every single auditorium in the entire place and none of the other auditoriums are playing Flatliners. And that's when I realized that as you just basically said there, it's okay. It's all good. But so I come to realize that the app has the poster for the old Flatliners oh, no. for what? the new Flatliners. And so I got tricked got into seeing the new shitty Flatliners uh. that I had no interest in seeing. So I it, I just thought it was hilarious because of all the things that had to line up for that to happen. You right? know, you had to have both an old Flatliners what? and a new Flatliners playing at the same time, potentially. It had to be a Tuesday, yeah. so there would be a Tuesday night classics. Oh my God. They would have to have the wrong poster for the new movie. Oh, no. And I was like, all of us stars that had to align to get me to watch this shitty fucking movie that i did not right. want to watch i got i got two things remember what, what i have a good flatliner story uh-huh but number two i put a lot of work into that prank i just don't know <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> i didn't want to say though i actually saw it on i think on a saturday so morning you saw it intentionally at, at 11 a.m yeah i don't give a shit yeah. i have no shame um but i saw it at 11 a.m on a saturday and i was the only person in the theater yeah. for the whole yeah. show yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no i sure. kept looking back i'd hear noises and be like i know right join like, me and like suffer with me yeah. and no when i saw did. the when i saw the preview uh-huh I leaned over to my wife and I was like, I wonder how many people realize this is a remake. Oh, yeah. And how shitty of a remake it's going to be. But, okay, so I was, I think I was about 16 when the first Flatliners came out. And at the time, I was seeing a girl that was 18 and she was in college. So I went to that movie with her and her roommate from her dorm. Right. And we went to the theater and I sat down and I had one of them on each side of me. And it kind of gets pretty intense. It's kind of an intense movie. So at one point, I had both girls like practically climbing into my lap. Because <laughs> you know when they get scared, they're like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. And it, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. I can't even, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm sitting there like, 
this is amazing right now. That's like, awesome, dude. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, bring it in. Bring right. it in. You know? <laughs> wow. Nice. But yeah, nice. that's my, that's my flat. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. It's so, almost as good as Josh's. Yeah. No, dude, I, I just, feel bad for you. It was so you know funny. How pissed off I would have well, been. Well, cause it's like, it would have been one thing if I like Kirby was like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go see the new shitty flatliners. Right? But to be expecting to watch the old one on the big screen and, yeah. then, and then be like sucker. I want Kiefer Sutherland going to I knew that was never going to happen. I will say in all this chicanery. Our good friends at Mill Creek actually sent me the original <laughs> flat. Oh, that's a nice cover, too. Like no, no, check, nice. check this out. Check this out. Watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's oh, all printed nice. on the plastic. That's it's a yeah. steel book. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. That's I like it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, what the fuck sure. else are you hiding from us? Right? Man? I want to see what He just keeps good. pulling yeah, out more and more stuff. No, no, no. I'm saying what screeners are you getting that we can have here? Yeah. Well, these are screeners for me because they want me to review them. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the story later, but basically, like, Victor, we need you to review it. So I'm like, ah, motherfuckers. Right. So I have. Not that Kirby guy. No. Not that Josh guy. No, but I give you, I'll, give you, I, I'll give you guys more. We got more down the pipe. So, Flatliners. Um, Vincent Price collection. Ooh, nice. Uh, Bill Cosby and Leonard Part oh. 6. Oh I got God. this in the mail. I am not. I didn't buy this. I was giving uh-huh. it. That's the one he's giving Kirby. Likely story. The I'm new sure uh, Night Living Dead. Not the new Janus one. This is the Mill Creek one. Oh, Does that's that... a really hard movie to get a hold of. Does yeah. that come with Ghost Dad on the uh, flip? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mary Riley. I really like that movie. Yeah. I really, really do like that movie. That movie is dark as hell. Um, this one I did buy, clearly. Baby, baby Driver. Nice. Um, and this one, amazingly, did not pay for it. Would have. Oh, yeah. Vice versa, sorry. Oh, Judge so, Reinhold. I'm so glad Fred they have the skateboarding uh, Judge Reinhold there. That's amazing. And I got uh, some award screeners because I'm a for press consideration. critic. I got Logan. I did see that one. And I got Okja. Awesome. Which cool. I should be getting more of these down the pipe. It's, it's kind of bizarre that they would send a press screener for a movie that's on Netflix that like literally everybody has. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's know. weird. A lot of people won't watch digital screeners. So it's like, here you go. Fascinating. I'm yeah. fascinated. That is the nicest package Mill Creek has ever put together for any. I think they're finally figuring out there's a market for like they, you know, if they'd done a nice package for like Manhattan Project. No, My Science Project. Yeah, my the one. Project. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, that's what dude, I'm you should have done like a huge package for that. It would have been amazing, but yeah, alas. I gotta admit, like the Stranger Things packaging that sells the whole thing. Yeah, nice if packaging. Just, if they had just released a, a blue a Blu-ray book with with like the DVDs and the Blu-rays in them, like a regular one, right. I'd have been like, I can hold off on that. Oh yeah, I would. I'm going that. to Target yeah. when I leave here. To buy that. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, no, I, I bought it. Go to the one at Marketplace. That. that one had a lot of them. Nice. A lot yeah, of them that's, sold out. That was yeah. pretty close. But yeah, that's... Sorry, Karen. He'll be, he'll be home soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, let's so see So fantastic. Through, this. Saw, so I saw... I counted. I watched 19, uh, 19 movies in, wow. in uh, five days wow. at Fantastic Fest. Oh, yeah. Um, most of them good, you know, actually. There weren't a lot of bad movies. Um, you know, just in terms of the experience itself, like I thought it was really cool. So is this your first Fantastic Fest? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, cool. Definitely. I just wanted to. I was wondering about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I got we got really lucky. We got a an Airbnb that was quite literally next to the Alamo Draft House. Um, mm. so we could get like walk there in three minutes. Uh, so that Beautiful. was super cool. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was really cool. Definitely, just some of the highlights. Um, so. So there's one I've been really wanting to kind of talk about just in, in uh just cuz also honestly like the story attached to it is pretty great as well. So um this was like probably this was like the Wednesday um and uh we had I had a, an appointment to meet with a friend of mine who lives in Austin, Texas and we wanted to go to this ramen place, okay? Um and this uh, she's like this is like the best ramen place ever i've had people that live who lived in japan come here and tell me this is like an incredible ramen mm. you know and i know you love ramen mm. uh, victor um and so i'm like okay i'm excited so I, like i don't eat breakfast i'm like i'm hungry you know i'm gonna get myself hungry for ramen and i go and i watch hungry the... for ramen yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the uh the the first movie i watched that day is this uh studio ghibli movie uh-huh. it's not actually ghibli but it's one of the people from studio ghibli oh, okay. that's not doing their own thing um that it's uh it's called uh mary and the witch's flower mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is lovely this is so nice like i'm super in the mood for ramen now you know <sighs> because like this is like this lovely like anime movie and everything uh-huh. right you know so then i go and see the second film of the day and then ramen's after the second okay. film and the second film i watch is called hagazuza the heathen's curse that's a cool sounding title right yeah so this is a film that is uh a german film what yeah um that is apparently from somebody who is a uh this was their graduation film from college okay um and um this is i mean stunning stunning work for a first-time filmmaker and this is graduation like the best way i can describe is it's like the witch in terms of its aesthetic okay so it's very dark very much like um you know lit by firelight and candlelight and everything like like that kind of deal yeah it's kind of like one of those like really natural light um but uh like this is straight up one of the most fucked up movies i've ever seen in my life um like so i mean let's just say that this movie has um bestiality in it um it's got a lot of murder in it it's got like um you know i mean almost like I mean, I can't, you know, like just bestiality, bestiality, or no, like possession, bestiality. Just like, just like, um, like milking a goat, but like oh, kind of okay. like getting That's like enough. really into it, you know, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so this film, you know, let's just say, and and I mean, I think unfortunately, I don't know if anyone's ever really going to get to see this movie. A lot of um, a lot of festival films yeah. never come out. I've I, there's movies that I saw on the festival circuit like in 2009 or 2010 that only came out like a year ago yeah 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 and this movie is just so obscure and it's german and it's just i don't know but so this film i'm just gonna say and it's not gonna spoil anything if you ever do get a chance to actually watch this movie really uh because the whole experience is kind of tremendous but awful uh is it has a woman who drowns her own baby and then cooks her baby in a soup and then eats it graphically on screen. 
delicious. We should, I want some should ramen, waste you guys. It. And so I watched this sure, movie. This wasn't called Hunger for Ramen. And I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> so and yes. the thing is, is like it's this soupy. Miso. I it's want like miso. This, oh it's like this God. soupy broth, and she's like stirring her baby in, and then she's like eating the soup and like getting the bits Chikatsu. of baby and like eating it, like and it's like taking the bone or like the meat off the bone. And yeah, the soup is there and everything. So I immediately go from this to ramen. <laughs> yeah. And the first thing I look is like it's like um pork bone dripping ramen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like Is that ah. fresh baby? I mean pork. <laughs> I I so, actually had to take a break here away from the mic for a second because when something about hunger for ramen, I was like, wasn't that Victor's autobiography? <laughs> and I have this visual appearance of the soft Wearing lens like a panda onesie. Yes. A right. Victor with a, like a soft lens photo. With his beer disintegrating to watercolor ramen. Yes. Yeah. That's just That's what it would dream. be. The poster would be my beer becoming ramen yes. ending in a bowl. Exactly. That's and there would be like dream. steam. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's yes. do it. Um, but Back so, to the baby. So, yeah. So, anyway. And then, but, but oh, the, it as was... I forgot to mention the last <laughs> Blu-ray. Born in China. So, you know, what, what was funny, though, is the entire time I was watching, I was just thinking of you, Kirby. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I was like I thinking of like, oh, I think Kirby would love this. And but it's also like the aesthetic of it. Like it's just just watch uh, seek out a trailer for this film and just watch the trailer. It's Haga Zuza, H-A-G-A-Z-U-S-S-A, Haga Zuza. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, but so you know, of course, I go to ramen. I'm like, I can't fucking eat right now. And then immediately after ramen, we go to the arcade fire show uh-huh. and I'm at a show and there's yeah. no food. Oh. And I hadn't eaten anything all day and like by the end of the day like i was like so sick from hunger and oh my god it was really rough but so that's the hagazuza story not to get too much into it but did arcade fire do they do a good show oh fuck yeah because there's like 80 people in that band it seems like it would be really cool so this one was awesome because it was just uh it was in the round uh-huh. And so they actually had it set up like a boxing ring. That's awesome. And oh, that's so cool. yeah, so you could be front row on so many spot sides because oh, they had four cool. sides, and the the stage actually rotated in the middle. Oh, nice. um, and so wherever you were, you had good spots. And then when they because they were doing the whole thing like they actually had the ropes like a boxing ring and everything. Um, and then Jeez. they were like, uh, then they did and entering from this corner, oh. we have Will Butler, Lear, you know, and like a singer, da da da, you know, that's and it's cool. like they actually brought him in through the audience. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, but so I would say just so so I've got my list of films that I watched here um, in terms of the uh, the highlights um, of going uh, the number one thing that I came away from is, is just absolutely stunning is this documentary called Brimstone and Glory. OK, now, have any of you guys seen the movie um, Beasts of the Southern Wild? Uh, nope. No, I, I remember watching. I it. vaguely it's been remember a while. It being like this black girl. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a real kind of like. um almost like magical realism yeah, kind of a yeah. film it's like set in like new the orleans South, kind yeah. of like but it's like in kind of the future but they I never thought really it was say like that. around katrina yeah well it was kind of a comment on yeah. katrina but it's set in this kind of a weird post-apocalyptic fantasy world where the world is essentially flooded or at least a lot of parts of the country are flooded and these people are living in the flooded areas of the world and they're very poor um and uh you know basically there's a wall and they can't get into the wall of the regular world where everybody lives above the water right and so it's like um, you know it's like this kind of dystopian katrina future but it's also really beautiful because it's about how these people find life there and everything so this film i highly recommend it 
um, uh, Brimstone and Glory is actually from the producers of that film, and it, they're and it's uh, got the same composer, and um, so it's kind of like the same aesthetic. But this is a documentary about um, in uh, this place, Toltepec, Mexico. This place um, is apparently one of the biggest fireworks producers in the entire country or world. Um, and so they actually have a patron saint of fireworks um, that they have this huge festival every single year. And they do this giant fireworks festival and they build like these huge towers um, by hand and cover them with firework pinwheels and everything. And then they have this festival where they have fireworks and then people go like dancing through the fireworks. And it's like, you know, because they they're doing that to honor their patron saint. But this film, guys, watch the trailer for this film. It is one of the most visually stunning things I've ever seen in my life. It's like slow motion photography of fireworks and like people dancing through the fireworks and stirring music. And it's just, it is an absolute feast for the senses. Um, I'm going to tell you, like, I mean, I came away watching a lot of things at Fantastic Fest, but that is hands down my number one thing that I watched there. Um, and it was totally unexpected because that's not kind of what you think about yeah, for mm-hmm. Fantastic Fest. Um, super, super good. Um, another one would be um, Mom and Dad, the new Nicolas Cage joint. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or I should say new, new Nicolas Cage film. It's actually a joint of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Brian Taylor who's half of Neville Dean Taylor, who did Crank, Crank High Voltage, uh, Gamer, and uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, so this is... God, uh, I love that movie. Yeah, me too, man. And this is Brian Taylor. So, um, you know, he obviously had worked with Nicolas Cage before with Spirit of Vengeance. But the plot of this film, another Kirby special... Um, There's a map is, uh, on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, not please. quite. So, uh, yeah, because we know that's Kirby special. But so the plot of this film, actually, we just, you know, we were talking about the happening earlier. Um, but so it's kind of like there's no description or uh, of why it happens. But suddenly all parents have to murder their children. Like they oh, have like to kill them immediately and with whatever is around. Like, I mean, it is just immediately cannot stop. Have to kill kid I have as to soon see as I can. Movie. Yeah, me too. Um, this is like why I like cooties. It's yeah. called a child murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much child murder in this. And, uh, and, uh, but it's like, so it's got Selma Blair as mom and Nicolas Cage as dad. Okay. And it's like starts is off. Is he like the kick ass kind of dad, like in uh, this? No, he oh, is like. That would have made me yeah, so no, happy. He is like, well, okay, like. He's he's way unhinged from the beginning. From the beginning, he's unhinged. Um, but like he's just kind of like a creepy dad, like yeah. overworked dad. But as it goes on, like he becomes murderous dad. And it's so funny because like you don't have to like the thing is, it's like you can see another kid and be totally fine. But if you see your own child, it's murder time. Like you have to have to kill them. Uh, like- I like this, like purging yeah. children. That sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. that uh, Screwfly episode of uh, oh, Masters, Masters of Horror. Of Horror. Oh, right. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, part of this, you know, it's like the kids running away from the parents. And it's almost like kind of like this like slasher film or like it's like almost like a siege movie. But it's like Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair like cheerfully talking about how they're going to like murder their children. <laughs> and um, just like, and, and it just this is the most unhinged I've seen Nicolas Cage in a very, very long time this is completely cap is off of the mayonnaise jar like he is just gone 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 he's screaming i'm caster troy uh no it's it's like i mean it's almost it's almost like more than he is the hair piece off the head uh wait yeah let's talk about how 
budget wise, how are we talking about Nicolas Cage's hair? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, it's it's definitely miraculous. Um, but you know, it's not completely fake looking. Uh-huh. But you can tell, obviously, Nicolas Cage's hair is always going to be a thing. Oh, but yeah. there's just some of the lines he <laughs> line deliveries he gives in this movie, like where he's like trying to get in. He's like, "You motherfuckers!" Yes, <laughs> like just the way he oh. says, "Like you motherfuckers!" I'm still telling you, you need to find this video when he was in Romania filming uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, and he's totally drunk and gets into a fight with with these Romanians outside right? a club, and he's like, "I'm ready to die, brothers! Are you?" <laughs> oh man. But I, I definitely felt it was so I actually got into every single screening that I wanted to get into with one exception, uh, which was the secret screening, uh-huh. um, you know, and that's the only one that I was that I didn't get when I put on. My oh, was blocks. this the bat pussy one? No, it was not. That was the that was the that was the Agfa one. So, oh, I think the secret yeah, screening yeah. was the was the Monster Squad documentary. No, it was not. That was another thing that was uh-huh. on the schedule. So the secret screening, it was fun, actually, the rumors of, like, what the secret screening was going to be. Um, and, like, the rumor for most of the time was that it was going to be the shape of water. Uh-huh. Um, and then, um, and you know, I was like, oh, God damn it, I'm not getting into that. Like, I'm so upset. And then so um, then uh, they said, no, it's not the shape of water. Everybody says it's a comedy. And then it was like, oh, well, it's going to be the disaster yeah. artist. Um, and then so the way it works is if you can't get into your screening because you don't get picked by the lottery, you can go in a standby line. Yeah. Um, and so... So Austin and I waited in a standby line, um, and uh, they're like, okay, uh, we need the next 15 people. They lead the 15 people in. We go into the thing. We're standing there, and then we're waiting, and then they're counting people, and then they get to literally one person in front of us, and like, sorry, we're all filled up. Aww, even even the thing, even the, the folding chairs are filled up. And we, we had talked about... You know, if we don't get into the secret screening, we're going to use this opportunity to go to the Texas Chili Parlor, which is where Death Proof was filmed. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, and um, and so we we're like, you know, hey, whatever happens, if we don't get into the secret screening, we'll just go to Texas Chili Parlor because we don't really have time to do it otherwise. So we'll have a good night. But we were super disappointed because it's like leading us all the way in and getting one yeah. person away. I've had that happen no. to me, like in a test screening. Yeah, and that's those are the ones that sucks because you're usually like going to see a movie like a year before. I know, it's dude. Movie. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, that's such a bummer. And I'm sure that directors you, will uh, be there. I know what it was. Yeah. So, turns out the movie was actually none of those. It was the death of Stalin. Uh, oh. Which is the new Armando Iannucci film, Ooh. who did like In the Loop and the show Veep. And I like Armando Iannucci, but I don't give a fuck about that uh, movie. Right. Like, and uh, so I was like so happy. Yeah, yeah I, in in all honesty, like I got into the uh, secret screening at Fantastic Fest the year I went. Uh-huh. <laughs> it ended up being a. Uh, the man, the man from nowhere, the oh, South Korean really? revenge movie. That's and funny. literally, as soon as he announced it, like yeah. they're playing it up and say, "The man from nowhere." Literally, half the crowd. Went, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember? What the rumors were at the time? But um, oh no no no! Go <laughs> ahead. What were the rumors? No no no! They that it was gonna. What year was this? They thought it was gonna be like some big action. Movie. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure. I will never forget the number one secret screen. I haven't been to as many fests or anything on the scale here, but I will never forget. I think it was two. I want to say it was two thousand seven. International Horn Sci Fi. Was that was everyone this the one was, in uh, Madcap? Yeah. And oh, they, they yes. were playing yes, it yes, up yes. so much. Now this is the international horror yeah. and sci-fi, so everyone is getting super excited. Now you have to understand, nobody knows anything about it. Is that people are going 
it's going to be Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. And <laughs> no, no, I'm like, no, was, no, no, no. Was no, this no. the year after where everybody thought it was going to be Saw 4? No, no, no. This was the Aliens vs. Predator mm-hmm. Requiem where everyone thought it was going to be that. And everyone got super excited because you had, like, every fan base was like, it's got to be better than the last one. Yeah. We're going to check this out. It's going to be fun. We're all just going to relax and right. hang out. And it was fucking Southland no, Tales. you're wrong. Oh, this is, I'm oh. not wrong. I know I'm right on this <laughs> oh, one. Oh, then maybe you were in a different crowd than I was because everybody thought it was going to be Saw 4. No, no. Because they were giving away Saw 4 lollipops when you went yes, inside. Yes, I do remember Saw 4 as well, but that was not this screening. I am telling you, 100% was the that people thought it was going to be Aliens vs. Prayer Requiem, and people were like losing their mind. Thinking, wow. This one, I mean, like you got I was actually and, excited when they announced it was going to be Southland Tales. I think Dude, I, I would have been super excited. One. Yeah. Well, and I just remember but at the that time was... before watching the movie. Yeah. You know, I'd have been like, "What the new Donnie Darko? What?" Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would say that one went out. It was like in twenty-minute increments. Forty people leave. <laughs> Eighty. A hundred. Well, and by the end, I swear there was nine. How many people were left by the flying? Like, this movie has. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock right. Johnson, yeah. Sarah Michelle, and people were like, "What?" Sean William like, Scott, and then they said, "And uh, uh, that comedian, Sean William Scott." No, 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 the uh, chick comedian, chick comedian, Sarah Silverman was it? No, 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 no. Um, um, Janine. I, and then they said, "And Janine Garofalo," <laughs> and everybody was like, eh? "What?" Oh, and what? Justin Timberlake was yeah. in it too. Oh, I yeah, so he said some Justin Timberlake. <laughs> but I just found that like to be my my first experience and probably my most memorable with just people going, "Oh." Fuck. Right, yeah, like right. No, the, the collective sigh. The of, early horror sci-fi horror festival dropped the uh, ball a bunch of times. I actually yeah. do remember though too. That I remember some... the year that they played this weird New Zealand movie called Donkey Punch when yes. they could have had oh, yeah. when they could have had and turned down uh, doing the premiere of uh, Let the Right One In. Oh, oh my god. god! Yeah. Oh, what a fuck up. I will I w- say though that Donkey Punch is an entertaining movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't yeah, see it's it in an a okay movie. I've seen yeah. that. So, um, but those were honestly the. I mean, you know, those couple were the big ones. And by the way, I went to Texas Chili Parlor. And for fans of Death Proof, I don't know if there are any. I'd right be, I mean, I fucking love Death Proof. Um, we went there, up. sat at the same exact spot where Stuntman Mike sits, nice. and they have those exact nachos. nachos. Oh my god! Like literally, the nachos that they eat there are the nachos That's from the awesome. actual Texas Chili Parlor. So it was that was just incredible. Well, didn't having you say too that the staff was actually in the movie? Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So we talked to the guy, the bartender there, and, and he was really awesome. So he's the guy. So we had chartreuse. Okay, yeah. we had drinks of chartreuse, and he said the reason that Quentin Tarantino put that in there is that that is that bartender's specialty drink, and Quentin Tarantino had never had chartreuse, and then had it at the Texas Chili Parlor, and that's why he threw that in as wow, a little nod to this bartender. Cool. And the reason that they filmed there is Tarantino apparently had a crush on one of the waitresses huh. and he would come there and just hang out and kind of stalk her like every oh time God. he was in town and so he decided to film that and that the actual uh workers there in the movie are the actual girls that work yeah, at that silly parlor and then him and harvey weinstein had uh, just a crazy yeah. weekend oh. yeah. i will say speaking Too of soon? secret screenings <laughs> the one year uh, like, secretive screenings in uh in, to make light. in 2010 i went to sundance and i bought tickets to the secret screening there right and you you know you're buying secrets it doesn't tell you what yeah. it is it's like you're just buying tickets to secret screening yeah 
And that was your secret screening was exit through the gift shop. Oh, nice. dude. I was And then so everybody was like, is Banksy happy. here? Yeah. Is Banksy just right. one of these people? We don't know who he is. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it was like Jared Leto was in there, all these yeah, celebrities. Of course, well, because everybody yeah. thought fucking Banksy was going to yeah. be there. And everybody was, I mean, I remember that being the story. Um, but yeah, so I just uh, want to kind of just uh, you know, throw some other out. So I did see, um, just so you know, Brawl on Cell Block 99, it, which I believe is out already. Yeah, it's on VOD. Um, not good. Not good. Not a good movie. <laughs> um, from the maker of uh, Bone Tomahawk, which, which I liked. I don't think is even that really that great of a movie. I liked Bone Tomahawk. It drags so um, But though. Brawl on Cell Block 99 is really shitty. Don't waste your time. Um, one I do want to call out, I don't think it's on Netflix yet, but it was a Netflix produced film, so it should be on Netflix what? probably soon is Wheelman. Um, so Wheelman is starring, oh, I can't remember the name of the actor right now, but he's, uh, uh, he was the guy who's in the second Purge movie and he plays Crossbones in like the, the, oh I, yeah, you know? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, um, he's in the second and third. Uh, oh, is he? Yeah. yeah I haven't seen the yeah. third one yet, but which is really awesome. Um, so this so one, good. have you guys seen a movie called Locke? with tom hardy yeah it's him in a car the whole time yeah so this yeah. is like lock where it's like the entire film takes place inside of a car yeah but it's uh it's an action kind of like heist gone wrong kind of a movie mm. so it's like the best way i can describe it is it's like drive meets you know something like that yeah. you know it's like it's the, but it is kind of a heist movie but it's a really good movie mm. like honestly like i was like totally surprised at the quality of this film so yeah keep your eye out for Wheelman. that will be on netflix at some point um you know i uh i watched a couple of great documentaries uh the 7852 which i know you've seen oh it's so good um, i'm gonna yeah. put a review of that on copal tonight probably uh, but yeah a couple other ones is one that is available now called haunters the art of the scare yeah that's um, also on vod yeah exactly so guys check that one out i loved haunters um it's about you know haunts and you know like it talks houses. about extreme haunts. exactly yeah. and they go real I deep like, on um, the extreme haunts. Uh, the one before they did on American Scream. Yeah. That yeah, was that a really, one's really good documentary, good. too. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I hadn't watched Haunters yet. I'm like, this kind of looks like American Scream. I like American it... Scream, but I really, really think Haunters is a better film. It's just a better, it's a, it, it, it just the flow, the editing is fantastic. It's a very, very well done film. Um, and apparently what had happened is that the guy who made it, he actually had um, the guy who did Room 237 and The Nightmare actually mentoring him. So he had all this footage mm. and he actually contacted this guy and said, hey, you know, I, I want you to, you know, I really love your work. Is there any way you can help me make this better? And he was like, absolutely. And he kind of sent him all these notes and he took the guy's advice. And I mean, he, he came together with something I yeah. think is really, it's really so good. weird. I've seen every movie that guy's done. Rodney, I forget what his mm -hmm. last name is. The, the year I went to Sundance, one of his shorts was in there. It's called The S from Hell. Yeah. It's like the weirdest short ever. It's all about, it's very similar to Room 237, where it's people who were scared of the Sony Screen Gems logo. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember wow. I saw it. They played at the end of oh Bewitched, yeah. and they show it, and they show children ripping their eyes out. As that soon that as these seems people... to be his thing. Yeah. I, it was actually, I was going to bring up, in fact, I, I had just watched... Um, this thing, uh, it's called, uh, what was it called? Primal Screen. Have you uh, seen that? No. So this is on Shudder, um, and it's it's only 30 minutes long, but it's a 30-minute documentary about that guy, about people who are terrified of dummies. Like, uh, uh, like uh, you know, like, like you know, what do they call them? Like, dummies? <laughs> That's... Mannequins. 
uh, you, oh, you know, mean like mannequins? Ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Oh, yeah. that's okay, it. Like, so I was people say are that, terrified that, of that. That's me. I'm horrified of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for sure. So, um, like so yeah, but um, but then, oh, and then the final thing I did want to mention for Fantastic Fest is another really good documentary. I don't think it's available anywhere yet, but keep your eye out for it. It's called Love and Saucers. Oh, um, and, uh, you're yeah, telling me about this. Yeah, Love and Saucers is tremendous. It's, um, it's a documentary about this guy who, um, his name is Dave Huggins. Um, and he is just this old kind of, you know, real straight talking guy. Doesn't seem like a loony or at all, but, um, he is 100% convinced and will tell you in detail about how he lost his virginity to an alien, um, when he was a youth and, um, and, and he has, he is an artist. And he has drawn, uh, or he has, he has painted I many, think I've many seen paintings. The trailer for this. Yeah. yeah, he has painted many paintings of his different interactions, and his paintings are kind of incredible. Like they're they're kind of amateurish, but that's kind of what makes them interesting. If, if I'm remembering right, doesn't this kind of look like a little bit like the uh, "I think you're alone now"? It's kind of like weirdly amateur looking. Yeah, no, not really necessarily. Oh, maybe I'm yeah. thinking of something. Yeah, else. yeah actually, the I most think unsettling documentaries. Oh, yeah, 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 more yeah. than guys and dolls. Yeah. Which it's was... not on that level and one thing i do like about it that i don't feel i think uh, we are alone now does it, it's not making fun of these people yeah you know and i do think that's something that i think we're alone now kind of delves into a little bit too much where it's kind of making fun of the uh the subjects they really don't they present it very very straightforward um and really? Uh, you really think that about i think we're alone now I kind of do. I mean, I do think that they're kind of presenting them like, look at these weirdos. No, um, those people were just, they just, I mean, I, I kind of think at, it's sort of like, I think we're, we're alone now. It's sort of like uh, a fistful of quarters where it's like, we're giving you this window. Yeah, but That's a, fistful all of quarters, we're saying. a fistful of quarters specifically, <laughs> specifically says uh, Billy Mitchell's the bad guy and, and, and Steve Weeby is the good guy. And they, they edit around to, oh, to yeah, create no, a it's, it's severely, well, like, Billy Mitchell too has no problem being the, the bad yeah, guy. Agreed, too. Agreed, but, yeah, know, but it, it's really in hindsight. That. If you watch that now, like, you know, on some levels I can, I like, it's weird. Like I'd like to, one of these days, if I ever have time, I'd like to do like a critical essay on this. Where yeah. it's like, you know, if you really look at it, is Billy Mitchell really the villain of that movie? Yeah. I mean, I he had, I, I, I could kind see. of, in, in a way, like, you know, he's built up his own business. This is something he took a lot of pride in. Right. And they put a lot of, you know, what what reason does he really have to release that videotape unless someone did challenge his character? Right. You mm -hmm. know, like, I could see it from the other angle, you yeah. know, but because Steve Weeb is so, like, such a sympathetic character, that's why you kind of feel like, billy's the villain right right but at the same level i can understand if like somebody's doing a documentary and somebody trying to beat your record yeah why would you be nice to them yeah 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 yeah, yeah totally so i did just again want to want to shout out love and saucers because i i really thought it was good uh, what i liked about it is that it presents this fair like you said like a window yeah right? you know regardless of what the other things are i think this job does uh, this film does a very good job of that it's fascinating and i mean you know, if you want to see artwork um, that is done by Dave Huggins, such as, um, you know, the aliens, he has a hybrid alien baby. And so <laughs> they have him aboard the spaceship and he is sucking on the teat of an alien woman because he is trying to teach <laughs> his hybrid alien baby how to nurse. Wow. Um, and so wow. you get to see this wow. thing of a grown man who is a teaching his alien hybrid baby how to nurse by this this alien woman <laughs> there's just um, so much ser you can serious read in there yeah. serious question though yeah. um any um intergalactic anal <laughs> <laughs>
no, not that it brought <laughs> up, but you know, some you know, gentleman never tells some yeah, things yeah. apparently. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, great. But that is uh, by Brad Abrahams, um, and uh, I did get a chance to actually purchase a print of one of Dave Huggins, no. um, specifically <laughs> from uh, Matt Ralston, the producer, and Brad, Brad Abraham. So I want to give them a shout out. Thank you so much because that's an amazing thing to have an actual Dave Huggins print uh, is pretty pretty incredible there. But yeah, also met Robert Crampton, uh, so that was pretty nice. cool. Yeah, yeah. she's rad. Yeah, nice. yeah, she's super cool. Uh, but yeah, that was that was fantastic fest. Oh, Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, so I guess Jasper's legs are hurting. Oh no! I just couldn't sit down oh, okay. anymore. I'm good. Oh, so we could just get into the meat where it's like, uh, you know, it's Halloween time. You know, time to watch horror movies. So we're gonna give you some recommendations, things you should check out that aren't just Halloween. So uh, I'm very curious as to what Jasper's picks are because he has a very learned mind. Yeah, he does. I don't think I've ever been accused of that before. Yeah, get used to it, buddy. Like, stuff that I like to watch around Halloween? Yeah. Well, number one, first and foremost, that has become our Halloween tradition over the last five or six years is trick-or-treat. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We That is how we end every Halloween. No matter what time we get in or whatever, we will put that in, even if we're falling asleep to it. Uh, because it is one of, in my opinion, one of the greatest anthology movies ever made. Yes. Um, we instantly, from the first time my wife and I watched it, we fell in love with it. But I uh, I take every Halloween off. I don't work on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. As I t- well, you should. I like that. I take the entire day off, and I pretty much just watch horror movies all day. Do you mm-hmm. hand out candy? Do you get any trick-or-treaters? Where well, you like? I usually do. I used to do a haunted house, uh-huh. and... Like, people would be afraid to come through to get he the candy. He did a good haunted house. Yeah, nice. we're not doing it this year because I'm just, I'm, I hate my house. Yeah, and, uh, right. Um, I don't know, man. I might pull it out because it's kind of starting to itch in me. But um, we do do a haunted house. Um, but I find that uh, I was watching weird stuff, you know, because, you know, you're always saying, well, you know, it's Halloween. I'm going to watch uh Dracula, I'm going to watch The Wolfman, but mm-hmm. like last year, I think I watched uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. so I think that's a very, uh, I think Godzilla belongs in Halloween, and I think it uh, it doesn't, when you think about Halloween movies that you want to watch around Halloween, you don't think of Godzilla, but I think that as monsters go, Godzilla obviously is the king of all monsters, Yeah. yeah. so I had a good time watching that. Um, I like, I really like 70s era vampire films. Um, so I will watch, uh, Vampires with a Y. I yeah. I can't remember. Uh, I used to know the director's name. Who directed that? Somebody tell me. Which movie? The 70s Vampires. 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 Oh, I don't remember. With the two chicks. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I totally know what you're talking about. Oh, and I know the director's name and I can't think of it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I really enjoy that. I, anything Hammer, I, I do a lot of Hammer stuff around Halloween because that, to me, epitomizes the feeling and the theme of what Halloween should be. Uh, especially the Hammer Horror stuff, Christopher yeah. Lee. Oh, man, it's amazing. I really could take the whole week off and yeah. just watch movies the entire time. I will say I do really recommend people watch Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla because you, on the surface, I think people think, oh, it's a movie about, uh, about uh, you know, just Godzilla fighting a robot. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, it's a movie about aliens. Yes. Weird Japanese hipster aliens right. 
who uh, take over uh, a small like ma- uh, volcano town, and they're absolutely sinister. And yeah, evil. I love the guy with the, the main alien is this total Japanese older hipster guy. That sounds incredible. With a I've never seen collar, this movie. Really? Anywhere Japanese the whole... hipster aliens. Yes, and uh, they, there's a, there's a scientist who was you know working on the environment, but mm. like they've turned him because his daughter died. So they make a robot copy of his daughter who yeah. thinks she's real, but they keep him under their thumb by saying they'll turn her off yeah. and, and tell her she's a robot if he doesn't help them make Mecha Godzilla. Well, and the greatest part of this is the first time he fights Mecha Godzilla. It's got a Godzilla skin over it. Yeah, it's totally so like a T eight hundred thing. Godzilla versus Godzilla, and then Godzilla right. rips all the skin off, and it's freaking That's awesome. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Nice. People undersell movie. that movie. It's actually really good. That's it nice. is really good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and anything like I said, Hammer. Or and there's a whole creepy relationship good. subplot with one of these scientists. Uh, Godzilla scientist who falls in love with the robot daughter. Yes. And it's totally like 60s Star Trek when Kirk Absolutely. falls in love with a robot chick. Mm-hmm. Like, you're real. You know? You're real to me. Yeah. Right. Nice. Had to go there. Yeah. Nice. It's such it's a good tough. movie. <laughs> really, it's kind of funny because we did a thing for a while on Black Friday where we just wouldn't go to sleep. Yeah. Going into Black Friday because we knew very well we weren't going to be able to get up that early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll just stay up. That was our horror marathon. We would watch a block of Friday the 13th or a block of Halloween or a block of Nightmare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to stay up and say we did it. But um, I try to mix up the Halloween movies a little bit so it's not totally cliche. So, you know, and I remember when I had a cable, AMC would run Halloween movies like all Oh, I know. Week, oh my long. god, that just tells you how I divorced it. I am right? from cable. I miss it. The second you said cable, I thought of the comic character, uh, not cable. <laughs> I'm not there the yet. Deadpool sequel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do funny. miss that though. I miss just yeah. flipping channels and specifically AMC, and they'd always just run the oh, horror yeah. marathons, man. And I also could, TMC. Too, I literally could have just or taken TCM. the entire. I keep getting longer the month off. Yeah, I just watched Halloween. I, I, do you guys remember the show called TCM Underground? Hell, hell yeah. yeah! And they used to have Rob Zombie. Host it was it. freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah dude. the when that the first episode premiered, it was like a week event for me. I was telling everybody yeah. at work, dude, two more days. I can't wait. And then he'd always show like Russ Meyer movies. It was what, you know what <laughs> kills really me weird. about that whole thing is like they would only do that like two, they do like three or four of those a year, but they had a giant library of those movies. Yeah. That's right. why Shudder exists. Those are all the movies that they got their rights wow. to. They, wow. they just never got around to wow. playing. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's nice. Kirby. Um, yeah, I was thinking here. I mean, I've got a few recommendations. It's funny because I'm trying not to duplicate any of the ones that I mentioned with the... Uh, I know. The gems. I the, know. Uh, I felt uh, the same. The, yeah, underrated <laughs> I, I, stuff. I burned a few there actually, too myself. I'm not going to go over because we're just winding down here in the episode over like um, catch up stuff. But I did want to bring up one thing, and this is not just a shout out to one of our vendors at um, uh, the Monster Market. But I actually, my friend won uh, tickets to the uh, Theater Works production of Frankenstein. Oh, nice. So I actually went out to Peoria to check that out with her. And um, it's it was fucking awesome. I'm really yeah. happy we gave yeah. them a booth. They, yeah, their booth too. was so nice, and yeah. like the like what the pictures they had, like that looks really cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really intimate theater. Um, it had live score, um, and all the actors. I mean, it's it, you know, I, I, I'm not 
I mean, my theater experiences, I like a lot of stuff, like a lot of comedies and things. But I mean, my favorite are like the musicals adapted from low budget horror films sure. like Evil Dead and Toxic Avenger. And um, I really enjoy stuff like that a lot. Um, but this one, you know, I enjoy the kind of like uh, when Victor was, or when Jasper was talking about Hammer Horror. I do love like classic, ornate, gothic kind yeah. of style as well. Very slow burns. And so, um, but it was an amazing production. It's still playing through. Um, I don't know exactly till when, but it's really worth checking out if you want to head out there. I know Pure is a distance for quite a few people, but really, once you got on the 10, I mean, it was right there. Theater is super nice. Plus, they had an awesome bonus, like, art gallery showing. They did a lot of, like, horror paintings and nice. stuff like that. Nice. Um, I posted pictures of them, but it's just very, very cool. Um, so, rad little theater check out. It's definitely worth supporting. Um, I went through my list and stuff, and I was just trying to think of ones. And I'm going to try to be, like, way more specific on movies. Uh, everyone knows, or most people know how much I love Trick or Treat, so there's no point in like, how huge my Sam collection is. Mm-hmm. I, I love Trick or Treat so much, but I did start thinking of movies. I'm going to think of movies that are on Halloween. So I'm just going to rattle off a couple. And I definitely want to start with one. Even though this director has become so well-known for his later films, one of the best that no one ever talks about is Murder Party. Like, ever. I swear. Like, there's even an audible sound. Like, I've, never, I've never, I've seen, never, I've seen, never seen, seen Murder Party. I know Victor has. He has to. Which one? Murder Party. Mm, no. Oh, God. Yeah. You got to check this you out. You got a year it's on the, this one? Yeah. It's right? the, it was like, oh, Five. It's the dude really? who did um I can't remember his name, but he did Blue Rune and the Guest. No, and yeah, it's his first. Jeremy movie. Saulnier. Yeah, yeah, it's his first movie. What? What? Um, yeah, it's um Murder Party. Yeah. Where can I get this right. movie? Oh yeah, it was a, It's a magnet release. I'm pretty positive. Um, have to have a I love Saulnier. You know he's doing the new uh, season of True Detective, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a like a slam dunk. I right know there. it does, doesn't it? I yeah, love Green Room. Yeah, that was Jeremy Solonet. Yeah. I just couldn't remember his name. But anyways, it's his first Blue movie. Ruin. Yeah, Blue yeah, Ruin and dude, um and the guests and stuff. But anyways, oh, yeah, it's like, it is it's like one six fifty nine. Yeah, one of the funniest. wait, wait, wait. Jeremy Sonny did the guest. No, no, no. Didn't no. He? Oh, no. sorry. Um, yeah, he did didn't he? No. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't sound right. Wait, sorry, so man. are are we talking <laughs> about Adam Wingard then? Who did this? Sorry, no, no, no. It is Jeremy Solonet. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Game my uh, okay. uh the streams are getting crossed okay. here, but anyways, this was his like first big movie. How about that? Gotcha. Um, Jeremy Saulnier, and it's um really really awesome. It's just this, you know, I I, I I'm never as good with Vic, as Victor and some of you guys with like describing movies. Mm. And one because my Alzheimer's doesn't let me remember most of it, but <laughs> it's one of those ones where it's just very simple. A guy goes to a a costume party. It's a small group of people in like a warehouse and they start getting picked off so it kind of has a slasher kind of feel uh-huh. you don't know 100 percent who's killing everybody I'm um literally gonna go to see yeah. and see if they have this oh turn. please <laughs> it's it's absolutely yeah. incredible anyways but it's really worth checking out it's just because it plays horror and comedy really well together um and it's just i don't it's just a lot of fun that's awesome I really thanks for the recommendation it. man oh, I, yeah, love, yeah. I love solving the ace so, so, yeah, you know i was thinking excited. of was green room it's yeah, yeah, sunny. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not yeah. um the guest. Anyways, but so that's one I want to check out. Also, from a, a well-known director, that it's funny this film's gotten a lot more love in its life. 
um, but it is uh, Satan's Little Helper. Oh, I love that movie. Which is um, Jeff Lieberman, who <laughs> did Blue Sunshine, Slugs, and uh, a bunch of great 70s and 80s horror films. Um, it's kind of his... Everyone looks at it and I think thinks it's just a really cheap budget horror kind of movie. Like it's on like a you know one of those shitty like eight packs, but always it's, it's always an extremely dark and yeah, fucked up movie. But um, it's amazing. Just check it out, enjoy it. You'll have a lot of fun. I can guarantee it. You'd be going, "What the hell did I just watch?" Right. But at the same time, it's just one of those ones that really deserves a lot you of You almost can't respect. even say anything about it. Yeah, I don't want to say anything it. about Same thing with Murder Party. I don't want to spoil it with Murder Party. It's just so much fun. So, awesome. Um, check those out. And then I, I like to do stuff like I said. I know some people have like kids and stuff like that. And even though this is like a big budget movie, like here we are like 10 plus years later and no one talks about monster house anymore dude you literally oh, stole mine yeah. yeah you literally uh, stole mine. sorry man it, no it's all good but well, it's yeah. like yeah. i mean that i had one and it's monster house dude, monster yeah. so house let's is talk awesome. monster house yeah. dude. monster yeah. house is just awesome yeah. it's just so funny and sweet yes and genuine has an incredible voice cast including um oh god steve buscemi yes yeah, steve tremendous is in amazing that movie. but I mean, it's um yeah, what's his kathleen name? turner yeah, as the house. Uh, What's but, uh, G- No, Napoleon Dynamite though. His, oh yeah, uh, yeah, John Hyder. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cameo in here Hater. is what or, is yeah, one of the yeah, funniest Hater. things I think I've ever seen a movie. Hit the arcade sequence, fucking kills me. Yeah. What year time. was that? Oh uh, five. That that wow. time period. That so time period had a yeah. good run of like darker horror based kids movies, like yeah. Frank and Weenie, Corpse Monster Bride. House, Corpse Bride. There was yes. another one. Uh, but really, Monster House, in my Monster opinion, is House the best is of awesome. all of them. And and it's such a good one. I mean, that's the reason. It, it was my single pick because specifically – it's uh, No, no, it's all good. I, I mean, no, I think I'm it's let you we'll, go we'll transition just – But um, it's one of those ones that was so underseen. Like, it didn't get a lot of play in the box office at all. And I have sat so many people down around Halloween because, like you guys, that's something I love to do around Halloween is watch Halloween movies, right? Or, you know, watch horror movies and whatnot. But it's so damn Halloween-y. You know, it feels like a Halloween-type movie. Um, but then also there's um, there's just the – I mean – it's like it always surprises someone. It's like, oh, I've never seen this movie. I've never even heard of this movie. Wow. But you're right. I mean, it, it looks great. One thing I will give a shout out to if anybody ever has the ability to, like that movie's incredible in 3D. Like if you have access to a 3D TV and a 3D Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. um, so good in 3D. Um, but so, yeah, love Monster House. Oh, and I did have one actually backup one And as it well. does hold up. It's also one of the few like um... – that mid aughts computer animated yeah. film yeah. that because it was so big budget it really stands Paranorman, up well. that's the other one. Paranorman, yeah, yeah totally. all the um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Paranorman for sure. I love those. Um, oh, but I, I do want to just as my other backup is uh, throw some love towards um, something wicked this way comes. Oh, oh great one. Yeah, um, the dark you know, side of Disney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's during that whole dark side of Disney time. But this is another film that you know is it is autumn. It is a fall yeah. film. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's 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 based on Ray Bradbury's story, and in the, I mean, Ray Ray Bradbury is probably, I mean, in my opinion, like the most eloquent writer ever. I mean, he's incredible, and the way that he describes kind of the changing of season into fall is something that I mean, I saw that film when it originally came out in the theaters, and I've always associated the kind of weather changing and everything with that. Um, and so, and it's just one that 
again, I don't hear talked about enough. I think that it's just one of the great classics. It comes from that time of Disney when they were doing things like Watcher in the Woods, oh, yeah. and, you know, and, and it was just, uh, again, it's, I think it's one that's been kind of lost to time. Yeah, that was a good dig out of the crate one. Yeah, there. yeah, was good. yeah, for sure. So, speaking um, of which, Disney also, I want to say, pissing me off because they do their Disney Direct Club as the only way to get Mr. Boogity and the Bride of Boogity, which is my favorite Disney Sunday movie yeah. besides Fuzz Bucket, and they still haven't, um, and it's like, can't get commercially, but yeah, those are those are good ones, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I also had one I was going to tack on. Rawhead Rex is one of my most wanted Blu-rays. The um, Vestron collection is, is taking care of the rest. But one that I do just want to throw out real quick because it did just finally get a Blu-ray release in the U.S. is um, 976 Evil. Yeah, I still need yeah. to get that. I've been yeah. trying to look for it. but I, That's why I was looking around at Best Buy to try to find where that is. <laughs> and I'm just going to have to get it online. Nice. Yeah, but that's another um, one that um, Robert Englund directed starring one of the last movies Stephen Jeffries made before his um, career in gay porn. Um, was uh, he really did? He did uh, Fright Night and yeah. a couple movies before that, and then he did Nine Seven Six Evil, and then um, actually the guy who runs Mad Monster Party, Evan McGar, actually did a movie called Sick Girl, which is another underrated gem mm-hmm. that I absolutely love. Uh, it's out on Synapse Films. <laughs> Stephen Jeffries made his like screen return in that movie, and uh, it's amazing. If you want to go for the mo- one most completely fucked up movies ever made that's it fucked so. up fucked up bro you wanna get fucked up fucked too up. what yeah, do you I bet you do I Victor bet you what's do. gonna fuck us up um you know I, I didn't go super fucked up but just like have a few that I feel like people should check out they're a little older cause I feel like people tend to forget things that aren't just like you know like the iconic um, cause I thought about this when we were, went last, uh, last Saturday when we were watching A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. And it's like, it's weird how much story that movie packs in for right. a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, it's really plot heavy. And it's like, I like those movies that are there to like try to set up mythos because it's like, well, it is. It's important. I mean, that's yeah. where you get the bastard son of a hundred maniacs deal, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's introduced in there. Right. Yeah, basic. Yeah, because you could look at it almost as like Nightmare on Elm Street one and two is like proto films. Yeah, because every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie follows up all the mythos set up in this um, one yeah, that right. he's killing off all the night. Yep. Uh, the uh, he has to kill all the Elm Street children, yeah. Amanda Kruger. You know, it's like he's following a lineage. So this is where his murder list comes in. Yeah. it's And it's a really good movie. And this is one of the, those movies that really sets up centerpiece kills where you're yeah. first getting like, you know, this is the start of Punchline Freddy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But man, this is the first one where they really do it. And all the punchlines are really fucked up. Yeah. You know, especially like there's this like paralyzed kid. Who like is really into D and D and that empowers him in his dreams, uh, and he yeah. just goes after. He, he's like, uh, you know, Freddy just fucks with him. That's uh-huh. like one of the most yeah. fucked up dream sequences ever. It's like, oh, you know, once you wake up, it's back in the saddle right. for you. <laughs> back then, in the saddle again. No, um, and, and then and then especially once he killed because he's doing his like his D and D spells on him. He's running at Freddy, not even really checking if it works, because right. Freddy's just reacting to the light. 
And then he just cuts him. Yeah. He's like, right. sorry, kid. I don't believe in fairy tales. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so good. And, you know, one thing I really like about that when I was actually discussing this on the, the drive back home after watching it is yeah. how that um, it's before they just got so fucking gross. Yeah. You know, like the part and part, I think it's five, where it's like they've got the girl and he's like feeding her own guts to her and everything. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't want, or like where he turns the girl into the cockroach. cockroach. That's in part four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like, I'm not really interested in that level of disgustingness, but that's why three yeah. is great. Cause it's yeah, like part four end. is like, she's going through the whole transformation yeah. process. It's really elaborate. And then she shrinks and then yeah. just... After all this, Freddy just crushes yeah, the roach trap. Yeah, exactly. Like, god damn, that's just fucked, yeah, dude. The greatest, the greatest part of part four, though, I think, was when, I think it was part four, where he, everybody, the kids' faces were on the pizza. Yeah. yeah. And he picks so up, pizza. and he's like, you're such a meatball, and he eats him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, awesome. still, the scene that disgusts me most in the Nightmare series is the puppet walk. Yeah, I in part really three, yeah. That I still think all the best, yeah, of all, almost all the best kills are in part yeah. three. But for that's, sure, that's nothing compared to the needle. The needle scene got me with the little, yeah. Oh, yeah, the so little good. mouths on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I know, and it, I like that. So you know, we had Jennifer Rubin out, and she told us a little bit about like that was like the last big budget movie that didn't use yep. CGI. Yeah, yep. you know, because I always that arm thing just. Ugh, yeah. so gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now like, yeah, you know, yeah, feed me. Yeah, you know, they want, they want that. Happy she was juice. super nice, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jennifer Rubin rules. Um, so I got a couple more. Um, one that I think people should really go out of their way to check out. And I really was thinking about this after we, after I watched, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, fifty-eight seventy-two. Uh-huh. Um, was uh, Vertigo. Oh, like yeah, 7852. Nice. Yeah, 78 setups, 52 oh, I cuts. I love Vertigo, dude. Oh, my God. Like, uh, my Vertigo's top, top from five my, films of Vertigo all time. Vertigo is from uh, 1959, and it's just... Watch this movie, folks, because you, you have this idea of Jimmy Stewart as like this like kind of like, oh, golly gee. Yeah, from well, from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, That's what he's yeah. just a creepy asshole but his, in this movie. his yeah. acting chops in that movie are so unbelievable. Good, I mean, he, he's the protagonist, you know, and, uh, and just how he quote unquote quote unquote protagonist, yeah. just like he is in Rear Window. But man, like yeah. by oh the end gosh. of this movie, I fucking hated Jimmy Stewart. Right? Yeah. He's just this girl just he's falls so in love. Horrible with, to he's her. such a terrible yeah. person. Yeah. He's <laughs> the fucking monster in this yes. movie. Yeah, you know, and it this movie just shot amazingly, and it's just like it's all about Ugh. creepy obsession. Like yep. this is this movie if they made it today would be like Milady the movie or something. Oh yeah, right. You know, which yeah. apparently was Hitchcock's actual life behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, so. right? yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, but uh, oh sorry, but uh, it, but Guillermo del Toro in uh, in in that in the Psycho documentary does this whole thing about how like Hitchcock loves to fuck with people who sin in his movies. Yeah. Mm. That it's like even if you casually play with dishonesty, yeah, uh, this this like evil catholicism will find yeah. you and punish well that was you. the whole right. point of psycho yeah and that's yeah. the whole thing in vertigo too where she you know she's mm-hmm. like doing this whole thing 
to, you know, fake the death. And it's like at the end, like she really falls in love with him. And then she dies after being scared by a nun. Yeah, that's true. It's Absolutely. Just, and I'm not spoiling it, dude. This whole movie no, is just really like yeah. you need to see it because it's just really visually inventive. And it's just like, yeah, uh, the performances yeah. are what gets you. Vertigo is, is absolutely required viewing. And like we yeah. actually talked about that because you had just watched 7852 and I yeah. just rewatched Rear Window. Yeah. Myself. Um, and that's another Rear Window one. is the most suspenseful film yeah, of is. all time. Yeah, so I have never yelled at a screen <laughs> more in my life when I saw it. The and first I, time. It, even like at the end of the movie, where like Jimmy Stewart breaks his own, like it's like good. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. All I yeah. think of, by yeah, the way, dick in somewhere yeah. in the uh, thing is just thinking of the Simpsons episode with the. Uh, Mel Gibson, the remake of Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> like, it just kills me. Like, but yeah, know, it's, sorry. Just, it's, such it's a just one of those things where you realize some of these, like, classic Hollywood actors are, are classic oh, yeah. actors for a reason. Oh, yeah. And you don't really realize, like, you know, like I said, you have this, like, you know, idea of, like, Gregory Peck is just, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, the, the lawyer in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. But it's like, you know, he has nuance in so many, even in like the fucking in the omen, you yeah. know? Well, the idea of what of what Hitchcock did with John, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I, Rear Window plays with it a little bit because he's kind of a detestable human being yeah. in the way that he treats, you know, Princess Grace. Yeah. You know, like, um, but but in Vertigo, I mean, to have him be this pathetic, sad, manipulatable asshole guy that he is was such a change of everything yeah. that Jimmy Stewart had ever been. And so the, the manipulation that happens there um, on the audience is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it paved the way for, for psycho. I still, uh, vertigo is my favorite Hitchcock film yeah. as much as I love psycho and psycho is a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah. Um, you know, vertigo is just, it's an incredible <laughs> film and it, the colors in that, the, the Saul bass opening, oh, yeah. Yeah. the Bernard Herman music, everything yeah vertigo's no, amazing and, and that's the whole thing why vertigo still holds up yeah if you watch vertigo and you don't think jimmy stewart's like this asshole by the end of it not <laughs> like this thing guy with this guy who's just hung up on this love you're right. fucking watching it wrong yeah, right yeah, yeah. Sure. i on the same kind of bent you know another movie i feel like this is one of those movies because until i saw it a few years ago it's one of those movies i think people like oh yeah no i've probably seen that movie but you probably haven't. But you, it weirdly yeah. holds up is the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, oh yeah, dude, watch the Bride of yes. Frankenstein, and that movie just fucking holds up. It's not like because like, Frankenstein is like this weirdly moral kind Ooh. of movie. It's like oh, it's like a fable or a fairy tale. Yeah. It's like it's kind of sad, but not really. But like Bride of Frankenstein is just like frankenstein you know his life was destroyed by him making frankenstein there's uh, this other guy this other doctor i forget what his name is right now pretorius yes dr pretorius nice he's the real bad guy of the movie yes and he and you know frankenstein he's gotten married he's getting married he's like no i just want to leave this alone and he's like kind of just essentially being like blackmailed into like me you know making the the bride of frankenstein it's just really tense the whole time like God, I fucking hate you. Right? Leave him alone. And what, what's really, um, the guy who played uh, Dr. Frankenstein, like, he was a hardcore alcoholic, and he, like, had deteriorated. Like, you watch Bride of Frankenstein, like, you could see he's very gaunt, and you could, like, almost feels like he's got all, he's just like, I'm just trying to rebuild my life, man. Yeah. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just, it's such a good movie. On that, you've seen Gods and Monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it's like knowing a little bit about James Whale's life and yeah. looking at works like that mm-hmm. is, is pretty incredible. Well, it was really cool about, uh, I think, maybe four years ago, five yeah. years ago, uh, right around Halloween, AMC did a double feature mm-hmm. of Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. And Karen and I went, and it was super cheap. It was like 12 bucks or something yeah. like that. And there was maybe 15 people in the theater. Such yeah. But we were super excited about it. Got our tickets in advance because I was like, this is going to sell out. Yeah. You know, it's like a week before Halloween. It's both movies. And they've got a pre-show with uh, uh, an interview with Boris Karloff's daughter. Yeah. You know. Sarah Karloff. Yeah. She's really cool. So we went and saw it. And there was like 15 other people there. We yeah. Like, I, I think it's what it is. People like, oh, I've probably seen that movie. I don't need to see it. It's right? just the one shot. It's like no, it's no. actually a really good movie. That's yeah. like exactly. actually it's, the, um, kind of, it's very it's deep. It's the darker portions of as close as you would get, especially in that time period of translating Mary Shelley's novel. Yes. Yeah, the really darker elements of it and uh, the Promethean style. Yeah, the true Promethean and the elements. crazy thing is, like interviewing his daughter, she was like, "People, you talk about Boris Karloff, and people think automatically Frankenstein and the Mummy." She was, "You don't realize Frankenstein." Was his 384th film. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had such a collection of stuff before that that nobody even knows about. Yeah. And it really piqued my interest, and I was like, I want to check some more of his films out, but I never did. It's something I kind of need to go back to, because it's amazing. Yeah, and I think the thing that people, if you haven't seen The Bride of Frankenstein, it's like that actual bride isn't really in the movie that much. She's probably in it for like a minute or two. It, she also the the actress who plays her. She uh, plays Mary, Mary Shelley. She plays Mary Shelley yes, in the that, framing. It's amazing. That's why she was hired for. And yeah, then they just threw her in at the end. Is yeah, the story, and it's I guess. really cool because she's actually you know there's this thing at the beginning where like it, it's kind of like uh in the eighties there was this Kenneth Brown movie called Gothic. It's kind of about yes. like these authors getting together and then during the night they get the ideas for all which their is books. finally getting a re release by the way. Yeah, nice. I have. I'm pretty sure I have. No, it's VH. getting like a Vestron. Oh, nice. Oh, that's I guess awesome. it's one that's of the next ones. Yeah, yeah. I think Emma Thompson plays Mary Shelley or something. But yeah. uh, no, it, it's just like oh, well, let us the, the whole the whole the whole thing of the framing device is like oh, let's tell each other scary stories. Yeah. And she's like, well, let me tell you this story. You might have heard of Frankenstein, but here's something you, you might not have known. There was no, It's kind of like a serial thing. Yeah. Like It's almost like, I wrote this book, but hey, I have an idea for another story. Here you go. Like, you're getting this little window. So the framing device is actually really interesting, too. You know, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm playing, a lot of the universal movies it. were actually the sequels were better yeah. than the yes, originals. It's definitely, one of the and few, that's uh, that's a hundred percent with this. Like Frankenstein is almost like the conscience in this movie. Yeah. Like the Frankenstein's monster and Frankenstein are both like kind of like, no, I've learned my lesson about Ex- fucking um, with nature, yes. and the monster's just like we should be dead yeah yeah, we belong dead dead. yeah Yeah. she doesn't because she didn't want him yeah the other cool thing was like when we went to that uh guillermo del toro exhibit at lacma oh that's right a couple of years ago um i loved that they had a whole setup of the bride of frankenstein with frankenstein and And dr pretorius yes and and she she has has red hair. hair Yes, what? that was so eye-opening. So, you know, the movie, it's sure, filmed, it's so, so, you know, the green makeup wow. and everything. We all think she has black hair. Yeah. No, she it's red. has red wow. hair. It was... Make it show up, huh? It was, was she really green? Cool. 
like no no she was all white she was white but she had red hair so they filmed That's it so incredible. it would so you would see the highlights in the black so it's all red yeah. with white so now i want like a figure of her but like yeah. with red hair yeah me too That's awesome. <laughs> i know because i have the bride of frankenstein figure that's supposed to be in color right. and she has black hair i have that same one yeah oh, that's that's just like that i feel like it blew our mind it, it literally yeah. blew it our minds you're like damn that looks so good right yeah yeah dude, that's incredible nice anyway, good choice man that's awesome no, yeah oh, excellent choices yeah. yeah so yeah that's pretty much i i went old school i uh, i'll throw an honorable mention out if you can find it i don't think it's available you can get it on dvd but uh uh, if you like Hammer Brothers movies and you like Kung Fu movies, you want to have something fun. Uh, check out this 1974 movie, Legend of the <laughs> Golden, Golden Vampires, Vampires. <laughs> where uh, this monk goes to Romania to ask the Hammer Dracula for his help in taking over his village. So Dracula possesses him to raise seven samurai vampires in China to fight Peter Cushing. Oh, that sounds it's amazing. such a good movie. Ingrid Pitt turns into a vampire in it. No. It's so good. Nice. Anyway. I, I had a hard time believing nobody knew who Ingrid Pitt was because oh, I made candles. Dude, fine. this is what I'm telling you, man. Like I'm, I'm naming. I feel like these are like Vertigo and like Bride of Frankenstein are essentials. And yeah, I'm absolutely. telling you, most people have not seen those movies. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's true. Yeah. yeah, but when you talk about like, because I get a whole like, there's certain things around this time of year. I start feeling the Halloween vibe right around the end of September, mm-hmm. and it's always been that way for me. But there's certain things that mean more to me for some reason this time of year. Like older movies like that, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like it has a, a more of an effect on me. Um, certain music, like if you want a good, uh, if you want a good October like ish soundtrack, mm-hmm. October Rust by Typo. Native How did I know you were gonna say is that? Is such an amazing <laughs> underrated album, um, and I listen to it year round. But I don't know if it's just got October in the title or what. But it seems to be more to me around this time of year. It's just really Something I'm kind of into. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good stuff. That's it? Yeah. yeah we uh, spent a couple months getting high making it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I grew another testicle to sing it. 15 American dollars. That's <laughs> what you paid to get in Peter Steele interviews, <laughs> especially when he talks about carnivore and stuff uh, in the old days, are like some of the best interviews it's you'll amazing. ever see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was fucking hilarious unintentionally i like how he was so one of those guys talk. who would go into jenny jones and defend his music yes. <laughs> and his appearance in playgirl oh god i thought uh, women read it god bless your soul peter anyway but yeah i think that was a solid catch-up i think so too um again we're saying if you guys want to have some fun check us out tuesday october 24th or october tw- or no, november 28th for Live cult following trivia. Yeah. If you like some of our deep cut movie knowledge, you can test yours against us. Let us know what you would like to talk about. By in the way, person. the uh, the one at uh, Monster Market was pretty brutal. I thought we were getting pretty <laughs> softballish, but yeah. I guess not. So yeah. Uh, hey, people got people got no. Uh, some questions. people did really a lot good, of fun, but you know? man, some people were like pissed at us. <laughs> Dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> to like three. Oh, uh, that's the problem. Is that for us? Like things. It's like oh, but you know, Hobbs End. Guys, what the fuck? You don't you you've never seen In the Mouth of Madness. You don't watch right. for Halloween. Watch In the Mouth of Madness. Seriously, oh, yeah. guys, it's fucking in the mouth awesome. Of madness. Go read some Sutter Kane. Yeah. Read that. Sutter. Do you read Sutter Kane? Do you read <laughs> Sutter Kane? <laughs> he makes Stephen King look like no. <laughs> 
But yeah, folks, uh, I think we threw a lot of things you should be buying your way. We'll be uh, looking forward to your... Uh, I'm uh, sorry, they actually all sold out already. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll be looking forward to Victor's review of Leonard Six. Yeah. And uh, Born in China. Yes. Yeah. Pandas. Only pandas. Should have sent a poet. Sometimes I like the pandas. <laughs> that was my bad, Bill Cosby. Yeah. So, uh, until next time, folks, you know where to find us. Uh, Cold Classics AZ for movie events. Coldfalling.co for live podcast trivia and movie reviews. And uh, until next time, I'm one of your ho- four hosts, Victor, along with Joshua Tiru. Oh, that must be the uvula. Oh, so it's a girl house. <laughs> <laughs> Curb. We belong dead. <laughs> Jasper. Don't forget to help me with the eyes. So until next <laughs> time. Uh, oh, Van Helsing. He, no, no, he was a distant relative.